right, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up! What up, Duke City? It's your boy Van. You're tuned in to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. And the program in question is Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. Live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee and we play on Team I-9. We got a new friend, Vital. New friend of the show. Oh yeah, we yeah. getting a merry week. Yeah, we got a lot of growing, buddies spreading out. It's good to make new friends. I like making new friends. Your influence is reaching across the city and the state. Yeah, that too. Dare I say the world? Nowadays, yes. It's very brave of me to say the world because we're not worldwide. But in my head, we are, Vital. <laughs> if you want to be worldwide, you can be worldwide all you want. Call me Pitbull, baby. Mr. Worldwide. I think that's the right reference. I'm not totally sure. We got a new friend, the Rio Rancho Event Center. And we've done some really cool stuff with the Rio Rancho Event Center. The venue formerly known as the Santa Ana Star Center. They cut ties with Santa Ana due to some dirty dealings. No, I'm kidding. Santa Ana Star is great. We're partnered with the Rio Rancho Event Center now to talk about some of their events coming up. We've done some really cool stuff with them in the past. Loyal listener, you might know that uh, we partnered with the Rio Rancho, Rio Rancho Event Center to do a caffeine drive for some local hospitals. So all these nurses working overtime got a little boost of energy. We did that earlier in the year. We've done some other cool stuff with the Rio Rancho Event Center. And we're proud to finally officially have them as a friend of the show. And boy, do they have a cool thing coming up for you, Albuquerque and Rio Rancho. A magical Mesa Christmas. The Rio Rancho Event Center, and we'll go way more into this event in the coming weeks leading up to Christmas and the New Year. But it's a drive-through light show. Over five million lights. Count them, Vital. Start counting right now. Well, you, See if you can make you it by the end of the show. Sleep with all those bright lights. No, 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 no. And I don't know. I don't. I have the press release in front of me. It doesn't say anything about those with epilepsy. You might want to give the Rio Rancho Event Center a call because there are five million, count them, five million blinking lights in this awesome drive through Christmas parade. We're proud to be part of that. Yeah, I like that. That's a neat idea. Yeah. Heck of a deal. Drive through, check it out. It's right in front of you. We'll be giving away some tickets next Around week. Yeah. Ooh. You excited? They're not for you, Vital. No, I don't need to go. Yes, you do. You're going with me and Fred. All right. You don't have to twist my arm. Speaking of Fred, we got another Fredless Saturday. Are you doing okay back there, Vital? You miss Fred? 
Yeah, I do. Big guy, you bet. We are another week without the big guy, which means another week of hashtag where's Fred? If you call in to 505-246-0610 and answer these three questions, where is Fred, what is he doing, and why, I slash the show will personally donate $100 to the charity of your your choice. A loyal listener all across the country, excuse me, all the way across the country, got two out of three right last week. So if no one gets three out of three this week, then that loyal listener gets to choose their charity, and the show will donate $100 in their honor, in their name. They'll probably get a nice thank you card, too. That'd be pretty sweet. I think it'd be pretty sweet. Hashtag Where's Fred. You could find us on the interwebs at, at @talkABQ, or just look up ABQ Central. Number one, where is Fred? Number two, what is he doing? Number three, why? If you can guess all three, you get to do a pretty cool thing. So it's nice to have the Rio Rancho Event Center <clears throat> on board. Check out the Magical Mesa Christmas running from December 3rd, which is historic, all the way to January 17th, which just so happens to be my daughter's birthday. So all the way up until my daughter's birthday, January 17th, $40 a car load, and it is worth every penny. Five million Christmas lights. Five million? Wow. That's a lot. (laughs) I mean, try putting that all together. If you if if Real Rancho Event Center would have told me, hey, we got fifty thousand Christmas lights set up, I'd have been like, wow, I could see fifty thousand. I'd have been like, yeah. wow, that's a bunch, man. But no, five million. I'm so excited to go out there and see it with my own eyes. We're working on a night where we host and DJ the drive-through. Isn't that exciting? Old Van and Fred up there in Rio Rancho. You're going to be hosting it as like a, a DJ? Yeah, we'll be DJing the drive-thru, hosting and DJing oh, wow. the drive-thru. We haven't picked a night yet, but we're going to be up there one night, and we're really excited to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be fun. <clears throat> and you get to hear me sing Frank Sinatra Christmas songs. Well, that'll go well up there. <clears throat> I apologize to the loyal listener right now. I've got a frog in my throat. I woke up late. I didn't get to do my, my stretches, my, my vocal exercises that I do every Saturday morning. You can drink some coffee. That'll work. I got some coffee going here. Yeah. I went sugar and cream today. It's, uh, it's pretty rare for me. I'm usually a black guy. That didn't come out right either. I like my coffee black. I am not a black guy. I am the whitest white dude on earth. Ginger, Irish ginger sensibilities. We got an Irishman here and across the glass. We got a, a mafioso on witness protection who learned how to be a radio producer. Some of Europe's best over here. A lot of stuff going on in sports, Vital. We got a sports show. This isn't just a Christmas light show. 
And we got a busy weekend, especially for Lobo Sports. By the way, Lobo Football tonight, a late night start, their season finale against Fresno State in Las Vegas, Nevada. That'll kick off at 8.30. Pre-game will be 7.30 on 96.3, 770 KKOB. And then don't forget, Lobo men's basketball season will start tomorrow afternoon against Rice. That'll tip off at 1, pre-game 12.30, also on 96.3. KKOB, and we got oodles and oodles of NFL games and NFL triple header tomorrow. We'll tell you later about that. We will. Me and Vital will be talking NFL in the 10 o'clock hour. 9 o'clock hour, we got all of your Lobo news with the Lair NMs. Izzy Gonzalez, Lobo and college basketball insider. Always a pleasure. We know you're tuned in to Izzy. If you're here with me in Vital, thanks for showing up, loyal listener. Appreciate you. But we know you're here for Izzy, and she'll be with us in the 9 o'clock hour. Got a lot of good guests today. Andres Trujillo of the New Mexico Games and the New Mexico Runners will be calling in at 8.30. We've got New Mexico United's David Carl to talk a really cool event that they're doing today and tomorrow, which I will be at. I'll save it for the 845 segment. David Carl of New Mexico United is going to be with us talking charity. Of course, we have Izzy Gonzalez in the 9 o'clock hour. She'll be with us from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock talking Lobos and whatever else I softball up to her. 945. One of my favorite people on earth, Vital, I know he's a dear friend of yours. Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy, will be with us at 945. And 10.30, we got friend of the show, friend in real life, and frequent contributor, star of TV and radio, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega, is going to be with us at 10.30, talking about... Honestly, he's going to talk about whatever he wants to talk about because he's an absolute superstar in the sports media world here in Albuquerque and also Rio Rancho. Loyal listener from Rio Rancho, I got a bone to pick with you. You don't call in, 505-246-0610. I want to hear from Rio Rancho sometime this morning. Albuquerque is heavily represented. We got the Northeast Whites. We got the War Zone. We got the Survey. We got the South Valley calling in. We got Downtown calling in. We got a lot of West Siders. Got a lot of West Siders calling in as well. Rio Rancho, I want your input this morning. Hit us up. 505-246-0610. When we come back... Utah State, Colorado State, a little bit of drama in the college football world. I'll tell you all about it when we get back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. And we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. 
And we party hard at the Rio Rancho Event Center. New friend, Rio Rancho Event Center. Glad to have them on the team. Check out the Magical Mesa Christmas at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Five million Christmas lights. Drive-through Christmas parade running all the way to January 17th. We'll have more on that next week. We'll have a special guest next week. And we're going to give away some tickets next week. So stay tuned. Or just go. I mean, that's the thing, right? Just go. I'm taking Vital against his will. I'm super excited to see it myself. <laughs> Vital's a homebody, and he's super oh, scared of the COVIDs. I, you bad. It's deadly. I'm super safe as well. Even though that I prefer to be in studio, I know that you wipe everything down with Clorox and Lysol. And I feel super safe. Honestly, I feel super safe in your arms, but it's not really safe right now. So thanks for wiping everything down for me. You're well, great. I got to tell guy. you, this is a deadly thing. And there's a lot of people that I see around and about town that don't have the same feeling I do about it. But you should, because this thing is deadly and it's getting worse. This doesn't seem to be getting better. But if you can wear a mask, wash your hands, and keep a good distance from people, you'll be fine. You said it right, Vital, and I appreciate that. Please take it super seriously. This is not a conspiracy. Creeping up on 300,000 deaths in America. To me, a lot of people, it's, it's not real until it affects someone you know. And I, I know a lot of people from the South. It seems like a lot of people, from, a lot of the deniers are in the South, including Southern New Mexico. And it's not real until it affects someone you love. So skip out on that. Take it seriously before. I see the light at the end of the tunnel, though, Vital. Um, we got vaccines coming. June, we're going to hit the 18-month mark. And for a lot of disease experts, the 18-month mark on a pandemic is when things start to get better with or without a vaccine. So stay safe. Let's ride this out. The economy is going to bounce back. You're going to bounce back. Peace and love, y'all. Take it seriously. Hashtag where's Fred? We got another Fredless Saturday. I will donate $100 to the local charity of your choice. If you can guess, number one, where Fred is, what he is doing, and why, go to at TalkABQ or ABQ Central on your preferred social media platform. Lobos win. The streak is over. More on that in the 9 o'clock hour with Izzy Gonzalez. I'm going to talk First Amendment to you real quick, Vital, and you, especially you, loyal listener. I'm going to read the First Amendment to you. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, it's a big one for us, or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. That's important. I think that's what sets America apart from a lot of the world, is our First Amendment rights. 
And throughout our history, it's been infringed on a little bit here and there. You got a little of it going on now. But for the most part, the First Amendment was revolutionary. It was, it's what made America, America. A lot of other countries in the world caught up. I don't know if you know this, but we're not the only country on earth with freedom. There's about 200 of them that are very free. <laughs> Utah State, Colorado State had a football game coming up, Vital. And on a conference call, some very insensitive remarks were made about religion and race. The double whammy. You hear about this, Vital? Yeah, actually, we touched it, uh, touched on it yesterday here on the sports bar yesterday afternoon. Oh, speaking of sports bar, I'll be with you on Wednesday. I'll be sitting in on Wednesday. Yeah, that's what I hear. You'll be with uh, Mike Trujillo. Yeah. Good, good for you. Glad to have you along. I call him Mike the Main Trujillo. <laughs> M-A-N-E, not M-A-I-N, because he's got that long, luscious, beautiful salt and pepper hair. <laughs> salt and pepper, yeah. Utah State canceled Saturday night's scheduled game at Colorado State because of concerns voiced by football players about religious discrimination in the search for a new football coach. What I understand from the situation, and I'm probably going to be wrong, but they are looking to hire not only a Polynesian gentleman, but he's also a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, more popularly known as the Mormons. So you got yourself a double whammy here. Pacific Islander. I don't know how much he looks like a Pacific Islander. As you can tell, I did not thoroughly do enough of my homework. <laughs> Your boys sitting here skimming the headlines. But Polynesian and a Mormon. And some uncouth remarks were made. And then a showing of solidarity, Utah State cancels the football game. And the reason I said, the reason I read to you the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which is kind of weird they left that out, right? It, it wasn't in the original Constitution. They had to make an amendment. The, the most important part in my eyes, <laughs> besides, you know, us becoming our own nation is the first amendment. I think it's weird. They left that part out freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, freedom to air grievances. I think that's the most important part of the whole constitution. And they left it out of the original whoopsie. But anyways, they made an amendment and it's revolutionary 250 plus years later, you get to see it in action in the sports world, and it's a beautiful thing. And we were having this conversation over the break, Vital. This is a no-no area on the radio. No one wins here. No one wins talking about race or religion or politics. These are the no-no areas we desperately try to avoid. But I feel like this is one of the biggest stories of the week, and it definitely deserves some attention. Especially in like this political climate right now where, depending on your view 
either the country's divided right in half and it's completely polarized or what I see, the country's divided in thirds, one third far right, one third far left and us reasonable people in the middle, like me and you, Vital and Fred, hashtag where's Fred? But I'm proud of these kids standing up for something, standing up for their potential coach, standing up for a, a well-represented population in their state, the Mormon church, and in people of color. So I think this stand of unity is a beautiful thing, and people should look at this, and people should learn from this, and follow suit, and I'm proud of these kids. I don't care what your stance is on race or religion. I'm proud of these kids for standing up for something, and go Utah State. Good on you. Elsewhere in the college football landscape, the big kid on the block, Ohio State, gets to make their own rules. Just do whatever you want, big powerhouse. You have to play five games. Is that right, Vital? You got to play five games to qualify for the Big Ten championship? Yeah, and they uh, earlier this week uh, changed the tweaked the rules there to get into Ohio State. So Ohio State can will we'll now play Northwestern for the Big Ten title game, which they'll win because Ohio State's loaded with talent. They're so good. And they are one of the best teams in the nation. And it does make sense. And it, it, a lot of people are like, well, how, why are they doing that? It's a Big Ten thing. Sure. I mean, it's the Big Ten that Rule. decided to change yeah. the rules. Yeah. Or put an asterisk on 2020, which throughout history, there's going to be an asterisk on everything throughout 2020. Here's my thoughts, Vital. I think they should have stuck with their guns and not let them play in the Big Ten Championship, but allow them to play in the college football playoff. Because college football playoff isn't rules that have been set for decades, like the Big Ten Championship. It's just votes, right? It's just votes in an algorithm. Take into account your strength of schedule. Take into account powerful wins you take into account votes from people who know a lot more than me so I think they should be allowed to play in the playoffs but I don't think they should be allowed to play in the Big Ten Championship 505-246 tell me 0610 tell me how wrong I am I wish I get to make up my own rules all the time Vital I believe in self-determination I believe in uh Somewhat extent, picking yourself up by the bootstraps, charting your own course, sailing your own boat, living your life like you want to. I don't think it's fair that Ohio State got to change the rules and sneak into the Big Ten Championship. I will say they're the best team in the Big Ten. Whether they play in the Big Ten Championship game or not, they should be one of the top five, you know, four teams in the league. So we'll see what happens. And a lot of people like to see them in the playoffs, so... Yeah, I 100% agree with yeah. that. I mean, now if Florida beats Bama and Clemson and Notre Dame win, they're they're ahead of OSU. Then it won't make it won't matter much what Ohio State does. But 
Yeah, a few, yeah, a few big games. They're one of the four best teams, no doubt. Oh, I'm not. Yeah, they're probably the second most talented team in the country. Um, definitely a top four team. But, hey, whatever. More power to you. You get to make your own rules. Big shout out to Utah State. Good on you. Young men, young men of character and integrity. Speaking of uh, integrity and character and uh, college football players, Army versus Navy today. You can hear that right here on 610 and uh, 95.9 FM. It'll be Army and Navy. They'll start at high noon, 12, right here. That's always a great game, classic. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Best. Have and you at, seen? At the end, what they do is just, it, it just your blood just, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah last man standing kind of battle there have you seen their new jerseys yeah Woo! i like it Woo! those are strong nice. i love i love both of them but i think army just nailed it they all they look like abrams tanks right yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty sweet and, and army the last couple of years uh nike has really dev- made some really neat uniforms for them so even though we don't on tv get to see army that much to me the last couple of years the way they do up their helmets and unis is pretty cool agree completely big battle vital told you where to catch it tune in when we come back andres trujillo new mexico games and new mexico runners friend of the show friend in real life awesome dude can't wait to talk to him you're listening to dave and busters presents abq central live from the at talk abq studio we're powered by new mexico pinon and we play on team i team i9 and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610 D Sports Animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central. Live from the At Talk ABQ studio, we are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. We got a new friend, the Rio Rancho Event Center. Super stoked to have them on board. Make sure you check out a magical Mesa Christmas running all the way until January 17th. Five, count them, five million Christmas lights all lined up for a drive through Christmas parade. Super stoked to see it with my own eyes. On the line... We got friend of the show and friend in real life. The main man. Owner operator of New Mexico Runners and El Presidente of the New Mexico Games, Andres Trujillo. Good morning, my friend. Happy Saturday. Oh, I like that energy, my dude. Welcome to the show. I love your uh, your dramatic introductions, man. Oh. Your, your dramatic introductions just get get the day going. I'm a com- I do. I'm a comma guy. Those commas and ellipses are where it's at. But you call it the dramatic pause, <laughs> right? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> How you doing? How was the week? How's everything going? Good, man. Had a uh, productive week for the day job. Knocked out a lot of busy work. A lot of interesting sports stuff. I, w- I went on a. I went back on a Sunny and Philly binge. I've been binging ah. old Sunny and Philly seasons while I was stuck in the house doing stuff. Missing some Danny DeVito, huh? Oh, I love Frank Reynolds, man. One of the greatest TV characters of all time. He's so good. <laughs> 
Classic, classic. I can't, I can't believe. Uh, I remember when you guys did the uh, the bracketology with the uh, best comedies and all that good stuff. And uh, I don't, I don't remember how far Sunny got, but I don't think the the majority of people voting voted. No, no. Most people, most people are like all nice and wholesome, and they like uh, more friendlier shows. Sunny and Philly is pretty uh, um, degraded yeah. and in your face, and it's not, it's not for everybody. But I love it so much. Yeah. Good stuff, yeah, I think man. they got bounced out in the first round. What what Andres yeah, I, is referring I, to is uh, ABQ Central. We also have a online presence. Uh, we kind of stopped a little bit for the holidays, but we'll be back in January doing uh, podcasts. And we do a lot of tournaments. We do one a week tournament, like the Goat Duo, the Goat TV Show, the Goat Sports Movie. And uh, we have a bunch of people online with us, and they contribute their answers, and we make a bracket, and we do a March Madness-style bracket on a different subject once a week. It's a lot of fun. Andres, you're always there contributing. You've been on... You've you've co-hosted one of our tournaments before. Yeah, man. You know, I'm all about you guys. You guys guys rock. You guys really just... uh really set the tone for what's going on keeping things interesting in the in the duke city as you call it and uh man it's you got you and uh, fred uh, are just rocking dudes that's i just love you guys and you guys are you guys are more than just friends oh You're my family. goodness oh my goodness <laughs> what a, do you work at olive garden now what was that all about <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could be an officer, right? <laughs> uh, hey, so give us an update. What's going on with the New Mexico games? What do, what do we expect coming up in 2021? So New Mexico games is, is going to look to kick things off strong. You know, our opening ceremonies take place in May. Uh, we're, we're looking to, we're looking to keep things rocking and rolling. And, and of course, basketball is our biggest thing. Um, of course, we do have to figure out what our state regulations are and restrictions are regarding group gatherings and things like that. Currently, yeah, we're not seeing, you know, any movement on what's going to happen with gatherings. I think, I think the latest, uh, um, dial system or level system that New Mexico has is that that uh, red, yellow, green. Even if there is green in each county, um, it doesn't give you the opportunity to have more than like, I want to say twenty five people or something, twenty people in a group. So obviously, I think New Mexico has to make some progress in um, in what kind of uh, you know relaxing some restrictions in order to to make sure that these events take place. But with that being said. We're rocking and rolling, and we're we're gonna hit the ground running. Twenty twenty one can't come soon enough, and so uh, yeah, we're we're just getting the plans ready to go for uh, to roll it out. Andres, could you do me a favor and tell Albuquerque and Rio Rancho about the virtual run? Yeah. So right now we are doing a virtual run. It's a virtual uh, uh, retro virtual retro fun run, and what that means is that uh, you have a chance to compete and, on your own, run a marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, and you get online, you sign up at NewMexicoGames.org, and, yeah, you go, you run, and then you get mailed. Uh, after you sign up, you get mailed a medal. All right, a medal from a previous year's New Mexico Games. Now, New Mexico Games have been around since for for, for 
30 years. So you might get a medal from 10 years ago. You might get a medal from two years ago. So uh, you sign up, you get a medal. Uh, uh, we call it a retro medal, a finisher's medal, a T-shirt uh, from a year's past, uh, a bag, a hat, all kinds of goodies and whatnot. So um, it's a great way to get out, stay healthy, you know, be, be fit and, well, you know, get, get, be athletic and, and compete you know, on, your own, on your own terms. What what year what year has the best medal? Ooh, <laughs> man! You know what? I think that's a tough one because our our designer who designs the uh, the medals, um, Ken Wilson, he he does so many cool designs. Uh, I mean, he does a great job with everything. Um, man, that's a tough one. I would say. You know, I've been I've been involved with the Mexico game since 2014, but for me, I like the 2019 medal was really really cool. Um, it was the, the the 30th anniversary medal. It had the Z on it and whatnot. It was really neat. So I would say as of as of now, uh, the 2019 was the best medal. <laughs> is there is there one with Zias, chilies, and balloons? Because I want that one. So you know what. <laughs> From what I know, I don't know if we've ever had one that's had balloons. Nothing, um, nothing um, that cliche. You try to be so, original. So, so now that you've said that, we got to throw that in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. See, look at you contributing to the games. I love it. That's what we're all about. All about the community, my man. <laughs> as hey, man. As are we. Speaking of the community. Um, the Rio Rancho and Albuquerque community got a big hit because they didn't get any New Mexico runners this winter. What's uh, yeah. what's going on with you guys so in the league? Sad, man, you know we'd be kicking off our season uh, this month, and, and that would it, this would have been our third season. Um, unfortunately, uh, because of the restrictions that are in place, you know, no sporting events, no group gatherings. Um, you know, it's just not going to happen uh, at this moment. But the league finally did come out with a. Uh, with a press release last week uh, stating the uh, Major Arena Soccer League 2 came out and said, hey, uh, we're postponing the, the start of the season to uh, May, June start uh, tentatively. So they their, their focus is to allow other states to ensure they can compete, they can play, and, and hopefully you know other restrictions will be lifted in other states as well because some states are showing signs of uh, – uh, stricter um, restrictions due to rising cases and COVID and whatnot. So, uh, so right now the tentative plan is to have a May June uh, season and a provisional season, perhaps a yeah, not maybe maybe just a shorter season, but still something to something to do. Uh, so we're looking at May June. So well, hopefully, I, fingers crossed, we get something. I, I really miss it. I mean, if you haven't if you haven't been to a New Mexico Runners game, it's it's indoor arena soccer and it is so much fun it's so fast paced there's so much scoring it's really exciting fun for the whole and we family play over at your your new friends uh re-entry event center yes you do you beat me to it look at you <laughs> <laughs> oh dude i gotta tell you that uh, i'm looking forward to that magical uh mesa man that that thing is uh is, is looks like it is stacked with lights i mean you're just like a tunnel of lights going through wall to wall yeah, I'm stoked for that. I'm really, I'm really excited to see it with my own eyes. And, and me and Fred, and, and maybe, maybe Vital, if I could get him out of the house, we're going to DJ and host one night over there. So I'm really excited no about that, too. Yeah, man. Well, you better let me know. Me and Fred, that, me and Fred will be, be singing Christmas carols, and I do a pretty, mean, I do a pretty mean Frank you better, Sinatra. You better be wearing those Santa hats and uh, singing them Christmas carols. Oh, duh. <laughs> well, I might, you know what? It's the... 
it's uh, it's uh, it's all about that season. Tis the season. I know everyone's kind of had a rough uh, rough year and whatnot, and uh, but but here's we can make the best of it with things like this. So you know that that's cool. Yeah, that's the attitude I have, man. Let's uh let's close strong. Let's finish strong on 2020 and have a good Christmas and New Year's and get those vaccines pouring in and have a better 2021. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's, that's what I'm talking about. My man, friend of the show, friend in real life, awesome dude, executive director of the New Mexico Games, owner-operator of the New Mexico Runners, Albuquerque Sports Insider, all-around good dude, Andres Trujillo. Thanks for joining us this morning, my friend. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And you guys have a great rest of your day and uh, keep on rocking to the show. Love the show. And, uh, yeah, man, just uh, get out there. Check out NewMexicoGames.org and uh, support the locally owned and operated Mexico Runners, NewMexicoRunners.com. That's it. Support local. Support your boys. You've been listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We are powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. And guess what we do? We party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Bleeding into some outcast. Yeah. Ain't no thing but a chicken wang. You know that song, Vital? Yes, I do. Even <laughs> as old as I am, I know. I, you know, I'm a former DJ. I used to do club work in uh, Chicago and Vegas, so... I know the stuff. It's just a new generation, it's, and it's always the it's always the beats, though. You just always remember that. I think Outkast's Southern Playalistic came out in like 1994, so you don't have to be young. Let me let me look. Consult the Googs real quick. Now I can mix reggae with rap. I can do any of that. Okay, what did I say? 94. 1994. 95. Nailed it. Oh, really? Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music came out in 1994. You don't have to be young. You could be me. I remember this song. That's why I play. (laughs) I'm fastly approaching 40 years old, and I grew up with hip-hop. So that's how old hip-hop is. Oh, it's it's older than that, but yeah, you're right. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. And we got a new friend, the Rio, the Rio Rancho Event Center. If you're not familiar with the Rio Rancho Event Center, it's because they just changed their name. They used to be the Santa Ana Star Center, and boy, do they have an awesome event for you, Albuquerque and Rio Rancho, a magical Mesa Christmas running all the way January 17th. More information on that in the coming weeks here on ABQ Central. Drive-through Christmas parade, over 5 million lights. I'm so excited to see it myself. Speaking of excited, on the line, we got New Mexico United's own David Carl to talk about some cool stuff they're doing in the community today and tomorrow. Good morning, David. How are you? Good morning, guys. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great, my friend. Got uh, almost one cup of coffee down, so I'm I'm energized, I'm pumped, and I'm ready to talk to you. Before you know, we talk I'm not a about coffee drinker, I don't drink coffee at all. Oh my goodness! Uh, I'm a, I am a uh, I'm a I'm a hot tea kind of guy. Green tea first oh, thing in the morning. Okay. Yeah, I'm a tea guy as well. I go back and forth in between coffee and tea. I'm a, yeah, I love hot tea, like a, a good hot Earl Grey in the morning. Yeah, I mess with that real hard. Hey, before we talk about your new event, can you talk a little bit 
about the shirts off our backs. How did that go? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was an amazing program. So um, for for the listeners who may have missed it, um, obviously, uh, in case you didn't know, guys, 2020 has been a weird year. Um, and, uh, and that includes for our players. They weren't able to play any matches at home this season. Every match was on the road. Um, and they kind of just recognized that things have been strange for our community and uncomfortable for a lot of people in our community uh, throughout 2020. And so what they wanted to do um, was kind of donate their memento of 2020 that they get to keep, which is their jersey. Um, and they only get one. They only get to keep one. And they said, we're going to take these jerseys and use them for, for some better good, for some greater good for our community. So they, they donated them. And, and what we did was we sold raffle tickets. Um, for each jersey, it's a match-worn jersey um, signed by each individual player. Um, and all of the money that we raised went towards getting desks through this awesome group called the Community Desk Project for kids across New Mexico who are, you know, doing school from home and don't have a place maybe maybe to work or to call their own. You know, they're at the dinner table with other kids or where the parents are working. So uh, dollar amount, we raised $25,000 for awesome. desks for kids. That's so amazing. And you guys don't Do stop. That's that's what that's why we love partnering with you guys because you're always doing something awesome for the community. Uh what what do you got coming up this weekend? Yeah, something we're really excited about. Um if you guys are United fans, you are well aware of the amazing and wonderful David Estrada, midfielder for New Mexico United. He is going to be driving around the New Mexico United Sprinter van with the big Somos Unidos on the side to four different parks across Albuquerque today and tomorrow. Um, and we're doing a mobile warm clothing drive. So if you've got new or lightly used warm clothes, so coats, jackets, warm hats, scarves, gloves, boots, you guys know what we're talking about. If you have any of that, meet up with David. We're trying to fill this giant sprinter van with clothes to donate to people who are going to need them. That's kid sizes, adult sizes. We want to keep our community warm. Love it. Love it so much. Uh, do you know the the parks they're going to be at? Yeah, absolutely. So this morning, uh, starting at 11 o'clock, David will be at Mariposa Park, which is over on Kachina Street Northwest. Uh, so that'll be 11 to 1. And then starting at 1.30, uh, he'll be over at Westgate Community Park, which is on Valley View Drive Southwest. Um, and then Manana, he'll be over at Tygo Park, which is on 1800 Mountain Road Northwest. And then, so that's from 1.30 to 3.30. And then tomorrow from 3.30 to 5 o'clock, he'll be at North Domingo Baca, which is over on Valley View Drive Southwest. So those are the four parks. And we hope to see you out there. And like I said, bring some warm clothing and we, we'll get it to people who need it. How exciting. And if, if let's say the, someone's not listening right now, which we know they are, how, <laughs> they, how can they get this information online? Yeah, we've got it on our social media channels, so you can go to uh, New Mexico, uh, Facebook.com slash New Mexico UTD, or over on our Twitter, which is at New Mexico UTD, or Instagram, same, New Mexico UTD. We've got all the details there. Look for the post with the with the big black van on it. It's a yellow post. We do a lot of black and yellow. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, but we're going to try and fill up this van. So, yeah, spread the word. Share those posts as well. Help get the, the word out to people. We'll be there, uh, like I said, for, for four hours pretty much uh, on both days, four different parks. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, helping the community, which is the most important thing any of us can do. Absolutely. We really appreciate everything you do in the community. Pivoting to the team itself, you guys have had a, a slow release of all your signings. I think that's really cool and really exciting the way you guys have been doing it this year, how... Um, 
you slowly announce all the signings. Is there, oh, there's only two left. Is that correct? There's a few left. There's, okay. I mean, so we've been doing what we've been doing is we've been kind of, like you said, doing that slow leak of these are the players that are coming back. We throw in a couple of players who either are not coming back. We had a couple of players who retired at the end of the year. Um, and we, we've got a few more to announce whether or not they're coming back. And then here's the fun part. Uh, and actually, you guys will be the first people to hear this. We'll, we'll, we'll break some news here. Uh, we're going to be starting here pretty soon, announcing new signings, new Ooh, players. We haven't done that yet. And that's exciting. coming up here shortly, very shortly. How exciting. Really excited for things to clear up in the country, in the state, and especially Albuquerque, so we can get the boys back on the pitch. Really excited to see what happens in 2021. Uh, New Mexico United and David Carl. David, any final words for us before we uh, go to break? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we'd love to see you this weekend. Um, We're also going to be doing uh, something really great throughout the week. We do every year a holiday tour where we go around New Mexico and and bring gifts to to kids and, and people in need across the state. So we're going to start that on Monday. It's going to be a little different this year, obviously, because we need to be careful with COVID. Uh, But what we're going to be doing is we're going to be traveling to a bunch of different cities. We're going to Roswell and TRC and Santa Fe and uh, Grants and Zuni Pueblo and all these places. Um, And we're going to be taking these awesome backpacks and soccer balls that were donated by Puma. Um, these really nice Puma soccer balls and backpacks, and the backpacks are New Mexico United backpacks as well. And we're going to be taking them uh, to youth soccer players uh, who who wouldn't otherwise be able to get them or afford them across the state. So we start on Monday in Tier C. Um, we're going to have one in Albuquerque, too. I think that's on Wednesday. We'll be all over the place, um, but we're going to be traveling around. And, and, you know, it's important that people know it's not just Albuquerque United. You know, it's New Mexico United, and, and that's the way we like it. That's the way it should be. New Mexico United, New Mexico, New Mexico UTD.com. Follow your boys. Uh, go to the store. New Mexico United has the best merch. I uh, hold on. Let me let me unzip my hoodie. Hold on. I got my New Mexico United shirt. I forgot what shirt I was wearing. I got my New Mexico United shirt on today. David, can you tell loyal listener one more time about your mobile clothing drive and where they can go to donate? I would love to. So we'll be around Albuquerque today and tomorrow at four different parks. So today, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., we're at Mariposa Park over on Kachina Street, south northwest. Then from 1.30 to 3.30, we're going to be at Westgate Community Park. That's over on Valley View Drive southwest. Tomorrow from 1.30 to 3.30, we're at Tygo Park over on Mountain Road Northwest from 1.30 to 3.30. And then right after that, we'll go directly from there, 3.30 to 5 o'clock at North Domingo Baca Park on Valley View Drive Southwest. So come on out, bring your new, gently used, warm clothing. Let's make sure that our community stays warm this winter. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you. I appreciate everything. Absolutely, David. Appreciate everything you and New Mexico United do for the Albuquerque and New Mexico communities. And we're going to go to break now. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Hmm, that intro hits, doesn't it? Big shout out to Brandon Ortega. Did the music for that. Did you know that? Did I tell you that? I had no idea he did that. It sounds good. I like the groove. Yeah, it's a good. It's a jam. It's a bop. It's a vibe. You're listening to Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ Studio. 
We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9. And we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. New friends. I like making new friends, and we made a new friend. Formerly Santa Ana Star Center, now the Rio Rancho Event Center. Make sure you and your family check out a magical Mesa Christmas. Drive through Christmas parade. Over 5 million lights. And I am super excited to see it myself. Speaking of super excited, like we do every Saturday, sponsored by the Lair NM, we have Lobo and college basketball insider Izzy Gonzalez with us. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Van. How's it going? Oh my goodness, it's a beautiful day. I had no idea Brenda did music. That's so cool. Yeah, Brandon did the music and uh, Fred chopped up the audio and... uh, a little self-produced intro. We don't need to hire out. We're talented people. That's cool. I love it. I danced <laughs> to it right before coming on the show. Oh, it's a groove, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. We're going to have Brandon with us at 1030. Also with us at 945 during the Izzy Hour, which is I might be calling it that from now on, the Izzy Hour sponsored by the Lair NM. Get all of your Lobo news and forum at the Lair NM. Yeah, Vital's on board, too. Vital may or may not have a crush on you, Izzy, just like every listener in Albuquerque. <laughs> We're like best friends. He's amazing. He's yeah. helped me out a lot. Yeah, best. I'm, I'm lucky to have him. Super producer Mike Vital. Just let me just say right now, I've got two daughters a lot older than her, so don't get weird on me here. <laughs> okay? Oh, uh, that's kind of my she, thing, Vital. Out of respect, she does a great job, so don't get weird. Oh, well, that's what I do. I get weird. Lobos win. The streak is over, Izzy. How good does that feel? That was really, really cool to watch. It was. I, I was tired. I was like, okay, well, I should finish watching this. You know, I like watching Lobo football, and they did it. Um, and especially who did it? I thought that was the coolest part of it because the Lobos were hurt. They were in the worst position they could possibly be in, and they pulled it off. A lot of players out. Down to your local boy, fourth string quarterback, and they pull out the W. Save the season in my eyes. We'll did talk you see more. The celebration? I did. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Really cool. We'll have more Lobo football at nine forty five with voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. But now we're gonna talk Lobo basketball. They finally got a game, Izzy. Tell us about it. They did. So, as you know, the theme for 2020 is very, very crazy scheduling. Um, We'll talk about how that happened a little bit later, but they do finally have a game. It's on Sunday against Rice. Um, Lobos, of course, they've they've struggled a little bit as well when it comes to knowing where to practice, even when to practice, but they're they're figuring some things out, and they're going to get two, potentially three games before playing Boise State on December 21st. So they're excited. We're in a very, very good mood right now. All the players seem in a good mood as well. Oh, I bet. After all this uncertainty, you finally got on the schedule and you know all your hard work is going to get to pay off on the court. Speaking of on the court, can you tell us a little bit about um, Coach Weir's roster coming up? Who's who's going to stand out? Who's going to do what for the squad? And what's what's really their playing style going to look like, Izzy? So if you remember that first year, um, we decided that his team was going to run a lot. They were going to be very fast. 
um, think about that again because that's what's going to be happening. Um, lots of running still, lots of, of that weird style. They're actually playing a little too fast right now. Um, they had a couple of scrimmages in Texas, and Weir said they were running uh, like 100 miles per hour. So he wants to pull it back to maybe 80. Um, they were getting in a little bit of foul trouble in those scrimmages. But overall, he thinks, you know, it's good to have that energy, and then you can just pull it back instead of, you know, having to motivate your team to do something. Um, so that that's what you can expect. Let's We're going back to that um, fast playing style. Rotation-wise, um, throughout the entire preseason, and I guess it's still technically preseason, um, we didn't want to come up with or didn't want to announce a starting roster. He said he wanted the guys to be competitive and nobody to settle into a role just yet. But obviously, that, that's a strategy you can use in a year. But with COVID, of course, you need to work with a bunch of different guys that can you know, work together in case one group can't be there. So, you know, if someone's out due to like COVID protocols. So he has some guys set up. He hasn't told us, you know, everyone who's going to be a starter. What we do know is that Jeremiah Francis is going to be the starting point guard. He's the transfer from North Carolina. Um, what we can expect as well is to see different guys play in different positions. So Valder Manuel has never played the five before, but now he's going to be competing for that big spot with Byron Matos. So that should be pretty interesting to see. But they could even play at the same time because um, Manuel is also a pretty good shooter. So expect to see a lot of guys doing a lot of different things and expect to see a couple of different rotations. Let's go back to Jeremiah Francis. That's That was a big get for the Lobos, getting a blue trip transfer as your new point guard. What, what's his playing style like? Is he a ball handler? Is he a shooter? Does he drive to the hoop? What's, what's he going to look like this coming year? Well, he did stand out as the point guard. And if you um, look at the roster, one of the seniors is a point guard. That would be Keith McGee. Um, but Keith, he's very athletic. He can shoot very well, of course. Uh, but he's a little bit crazier when it comes to energy. So I think Jeremiah Francis probably got it because, of course, he's played for a big program. Um, he didn't play there as much as he could have because of injuries. But he should be healthy now. Um, so he probably got that maturity aspect to him as well. I've heard a lot about that. Um yeah, he should, she should be a good leader for the team. But, ironically, it's not him who's really considered the main leadership guy. That would be Mac Wachmalowatch. I know I've talked about that so many times. Sure. but That's my guy important. right there. He's awesome. He's, of course, a quiet guy that doesn't say much all the time. But he says a lot by the way he plays. And he just leads by style. Which I'm thinking this team is going to be playing unselfish basketball and just have this hard work ethic because of who the main guy is right now. Like I said, he was standing out a lot during um, the summer workouts. And Valder Manuel yesterday was talking about how he admires that. He's like, I see him working hard, so I want to work just as hard. So you mentioned uh, they're playing too fast. They're playing too hard, too many fouls. It seems like this is the type of year people want to get more playing time, get on the starting roster. I mean, these kids, I mean, they got something to prove, right? Can you talk about the attitude of the Lobo team coming up this year? They do. So last year, as you know, that was a roster that was supposed to be very, very talented. And they were until there was some trouble off the court. And they couldn't perform as well after they missed a couple key guys. So this year, this roster is not really expected to do much. You know, their predictions weren't amazing in the Mountain West. Um, 
nobody really got any like preseason honors or anything like that. Everyone just has to prove that they can do this and that this team is sort of under the radar. Um, like I said, it's it, it's probably going to be an unselfish team because they're not going to have anything to really get to their head at all. And it is a young team, and I think they know that. And a lot of guys were new. So when you come in with a new group of guys, a lot of young guys, and your leader is a very down-to-earth, work ethic type of person, that's the attitude you're going to have. And everyone has, like, individual things to prove. So, of course, like, Malawach has to prove that he can lead, you know, lead by example. He's a senior now, so he's going to play a bigger role. Valdir Manuel is an interesting one because – if you know his background, he committed to a lot of schools before committing to New Mexico. So he got got made fun of a little bit when it comes to that. They were like, oh my gosh, another school. But he was talking yesterday about how he kind of grew up, it, it was difficult for him, a lot, a lot of things. And especially moving here to the U.S., I think he was maybe 16. Um he didn't know who to listen to. He didn't have the right mentors and stuff when it comes to making that decision of where to go. But that's what he has to prove now. Like, hey, I am committing. I don't have commitment issues when it comes to where I'm going to play. So that's what he's going to do. I even asked him, what are your personal goals for this coming game? He said he didn't have any. He said he just wants to win. He wants to prove he loves this team and that this team can do it. Oh, good. I hope to see it myself. In true Lobo fashion, we always got a couple local guys. So so how are the hometown boys going to contribute this year? We got Clay Patterson uh, from Rio Rancho, Eloy Medina from Albuquerque, played at West Mesa High School, and Jordan Arroyo, who played at Atrisco Heritage. What are the local guys' roles going to be? Are these guys going to be going to get some serious minutes? Are they role players? Are they going to contribute? What's the local vibe going to be like this year? So I think Jordan Arroyo obviously has like played a little bit more, and although he's you know a walk on, he he has contributed to the team. Clay has done as well. Um, I I always loved seeing when he would come on the court and the entire pit was cheering for him because of course he's a local guy and he plays really hard. Um, and he improves every single year. Um, Medina actually, we're said that he's very very impressed with his shooting. So he might not, of course, he's not going to start. He might not get a lot of minutes right away but um they're still figuring out what this offense is going to look like you know and he said Medina is such an elite shooter so if the other guys are struggling a lot with shooting we might put him in because he's already proven that he's very consistent um I think on the last scrimmage he was the guy with the most three-pointers so yeah he's going to be someone that can definitely prove himself and he probably already started doing that so who's who's your dark horse this year, Izzy? Who's who's the guy? Who's the bench guy? Who's the end of the bench guy who could come on and make a serious impact on this team? Who do you see coming out of nowhere this year? So since I don't really know the starting roster yet, I'm not sure who will be on the bench. But um, I think Byron Matos will be really fun to watch. Um, of course, people were expecting a lot from him, but I feel like we haven't talked about him in a while because we've had a lot of other guys. Um, even some of the freshmen that we talked about. But Byron said he uh, he did an interview late November, and he said he expected that he would be a double-double sort of guy with rebounds and points. And, of course, being a big, I think he's going to work hard for those rebounds, which is funny that he wasn't the leading rebounder 
um, last time we talked. And there were at least two other guys in front of him. So I'm thinking that he's going to do something different. Once the season actually starts, he's going to step up and actually play that five really, really well. When we come back, more Lobo talk with the Lair NM's Izzy Gonzalez, Lobo and College Basketball Insider. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Duke City. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Hashtag Where's Fred? It's another Fredless Saturday. ABQ Central. Go to at Talk ABQ on any social media. If you can guess, number one, where Fred is, number two, what he is doing, and why, I will donate $100 to the local, I stress local charity of your choice. Hopefully you choose the Mexico Ballet Company. Good friends of the show need your help telling you he's in your back uh your back bedroom <laughs> back he, there on the recliner and you just you know you, you you're up in nada every day and you don't see him well vital here's what you need to do you need to call 505-246 oh, <laughs> vital you need to call 505-246-0610 and give your guesses i'm lazy on where fred is last week someone guessed two out of three and they're gonna win if no one guesses three out of three this week so I slash ABQ Central will donate $100 to the charity, local charity, of your choice. If you can guess, hashtag, where's Fred? Where is he? What is he doing? And why? Yeah. We're back with Izzy Gonzalez of the Lair NM, Lobo and College Basketball Insider. Izzy, we got a team... Without a home, should we yeah, call? Homeless. Could we? Could we? Do we need to call Joy Junction, Albuquerque Healthcare for the Homeless, and New Mexico Street Team? Probably. What's What's going on here? So they got some stuff figured out for a couple of weeks, and then they don't really know. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't even imagine how crazy it is right now. But they're packing, and they're just gonna go anywhere with those bags. Um, but as you know, they have their first game on Sunday against Rice. Um, but Rice has done a lot more than just helping with that game. Uh, what happened was that Rice had a game against Houston today, but that got postponed because of COVID. So Rice was looking for a game, and the Lobos strength coach, um, he used to work at Rice. I think his name is Nick Michael. So the Rice head coach called him, and he was like, hey, would you guys be interested in playing? So he told Weir right away. Weir was like, we'll take it. Because as you know, the Lobos have been struggling with this. But then the Lobos were like, well, cool, we have that game. Um, but what are we going to do? Where are we going to practice? So Rice stepped up, and they were like, you can practice here. And if you want, you can play a couple more games here. Um, they even helped them schedule their second game, which is going to be on Tuesday. And this is an NAIA team. It's Our Lady of the Lake. And they already played Rice. So, of course, they had that connection already. But, yes, at first they're going to be 
there using the rice facilities. They get a weight room and everything. Um, before, they were considering just going back to Lubbock. They consider Las Vegas. But for now, they have a home there. Then, of course, they're going to be traveling to Boise. So a lot of craziness. They haven't officially announced where their Mountain West home games are going to be. That's so bonkers, this being up in the air. It's got to drive these kids crazy. I mean, I I got to claim ignorance here. I don't know what Our Lady of the Lake is. Is this a, a King Arthur and Excalibur reference, or what's going on here? It's a Catholic school. It's a Catholic school. And there's a lot in that okay. Texas area that play. It's not that. a King Arthur-inspired no. university. No. Okay, it's a Catholic thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Google that later. They're the Our Lady of the Lake Saints. Our Lady of the Lake Saints. Okay, that makes more sense. It's not Our Lady of the Lake Excaliburs. No, no, it's not. Okay. Good, good, good. But, yeah, crazy, crazy schedule right now for them. Imagine, like, they just came back from Albuquerque for a couple of days so they could work on finals and stuff. So they went from Lubbock um, to coming back here to work on, you know, all the school stuff because they are student athletes. Um, and I think the rice game happened maybe four days ago. Because, again, like I said, it was just um, just kind of up in the air what Rice was going to do, what the Lobos were going to do. Um, and Rice was like, hey, we need a game. Let's do it. Um, but speaking of games, I asked Weir if the NMSU game could still happen. Because, of course, that's a big thing in New Mexico, that Rio Grande yeah. rivalry. They're still, of course, in talks, but nothing's set yet because, of course, NMSU got shut down with COVID. And they're also kind of homeless. Uh, well, they're in Arizona, but they're not in New Mexico, so they're borrowing a home. And hopefully that happens. I don't know if it'll be one of these. Um, well, there's that one extra game that they're trying to plan. I don't know if it's that one, but we'll see. I'm hoping it does happen. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's my, my favorite game of the year. I'm a, I wear a two-sided jersey when I go to the game because I, <laughs> I've lived in Albuquerque for 11 going on 12 years. But I also lived in Las Cruces for six years, and I attended New Mexico State University. So I have split affiliation here. So obviously I lean Lobos because I, I live here, and I work here. And uh, look at Vital. You're making, you're making the stank face. You're an I'm Aggie. I'm an Aggie fan. I'm yeah. an Aggie. Aggie up. Contrarian over here. Aggie fan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you so, guys okay, so of that jersey. Izzy, I understand you got some uh, audio from Weir. We do, we do. So with all the craziness, um, here's what Weir had to say about what to expect in this coming game. We're all in great spirits. The guys are excited uh, to finally play somebody. They're excited about how rusty we're going to be, how, mis- how many mistakes we're going to have, all those things I-, I can't quite predict because that's going to impact their moods as well. If we play well and things are going good, they're going to feel great about themselves. If, if it doesn't, and we're really far behind, and we've got to kind of take a step back, take a step back to move forward. Then we'll adjust at that point. But I don't think there'll be issues with our effort, with our energy, with our with our chemistry, um, with our buy-in. I think all that stuff is good. We're just going to have to go out and taste uh, a little bit of some success against somebody else in a, in a real game against a good team who's who's off to a very good start and poses some some challenges to us. You heard it there from UNM Lobo coach, Coach Weir. I, I don't do great with coach speak. <laughs> he didn't he didn't say a ton to me right there. That's the kind of stuff that you have to say. What did what I mean what did what did you hear from there, Izzy? What does that mean to you? I heard pretty much 
what he talked about um, during that those scrimmages uh, about the energy. Of course, it it does sound like coach speak, but at this point, I I almost think it is valid everything he's saying that they have had a lot of time to form that team chemistry, and it seems like all the guys are getting along, and they're excited. So isn't that kind of what every team is at the beginning of the year anyway? Um, I don't think he was gonna say, oh well, we're all really tired from finals <laughs> and we don't really want to play so <laughs> let's just not do it like he said what he was supposed to and he, he's right rice is going to be sort of an interesting opponent because it's a winnable game but at the same time they they have played four games already won all of them and the levels haven't played anything um they, they've done scrimmages and they played against each other but it's not a real game and part of what he had also said was that Yes, we might have already seen what guys can do during practice and maybe scrimmages. But in real game situations, we don't know what to expect from them. Because that's different, of course. There's not going to be you know, fans and stuff like other seasons, but it's still a game time situation. And Rise is, I think they're at the bottom of the USA conference. So they, they were very good last year at three-pointers but they lost a lot of key contributors. So New Mexico probably won't have to worry about that. Last year, they had the worst defense in the conference. So again, the Lobos, if they're not that good this year, then the Lobos could take advantage of it as well. But they're just excited to play, and Rice could give them a real challenge, but also winnable. So I think that's when we're just like, hey, yeah, we can do this. We're not worried. We're not just going to do this as a practice thing. We're going to do it for real. Back to Coach Weir, um, and I like Coach Weir. I think he's a good coach and a good guy. But this is year four in his program, and you got to think that this is about the time that everything needs to start gelling. He's got some talent on the roster. He's got the support of the university and the community. Do you hear rumblings from Lobo fan that he's got to have some success this year or he's on the hot seat? A little bit. Um, you know, he's Dr. Paul Weir, so a lot of people are like, maybe he's just outsmarting himself. Like maybe he's trying <laughs> too hard in that intellect. But, of course, situations have kind of like, right, um, they've come up and they haven't all been, not entirely his fault, but of course, it, it, like you said, it's not his first year, it's not his second year. So, at some point, he does have to prove he can do this. And last year, I think that was a really, really great chance. That team was going to be good. They were good. But, of course, discipline problems were kind of what did it. Um, After losing those key guys, the team wasn't responding as well. So, in a way, that rotation stuff this year, um, yeah, sure, it's because of COVID. But at the same time, we probably learned a little bit from that. He's like, hey, if someone's out, we need someone else to step up. And we need them to do it right. Um and of course, Lobo fans, even though this year, you know, even with COVID, even with them being homeless, I think they expect to see a little bit more. They expect to see we're pulling off some sort of success. Yeah, I agree completely. I think they got a talented roster. They got a good coach. And, you know, anything could happen in 2020, obviously. But uh, I'm rooting for the boys this year. We'll be back with more Lobo talk with Lobo and college basketball insider, the Lair NM's Izzy Gonzalez. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. 
You're listening to 95.9 FM and AN610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You are listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And we play on Team I-9 Sports. And we party at our new friends, the Rio Rancho Event Center. If you haven't yet, you need to go check out A Magical Mesa Christmas out at the Rio Rancho Event Center. It's running until January 17th, and it is a magical event where it's a drive-through Christmas parade, over 5 million Christmas lights. Really excited to be partnering with Rio Rancho Event Center. Really excited to be out there to see this event. Back online with the Lair NM's Izzy Gonzalez, Lobo and College Basketball Insider. When uh, we went to break, we're talking about Paul Weir and this being his fourth year and, you know, the pressure being on him. Do you want to continue this conversation about how he's got the roster, he's got the support of his community and university, and now's the put up or shut up time? Lobo fans getting a little frustrated. Lobo fan is desperate to go to the Sweet 16. Heck, they want to win it all, Fred. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Good they luck. Good luck with do. winning it all. But I would be super happy with a Sweet Sixteen. For sure, and I mean, New Mexico is a basketball state. Let's be honest here. Lobo basketball, at least in Albuquerque, that's like the pro team that they love the most. They're not a pro team, but they're pra- they practically are to Lobo fans here. And sure. Like you said, he has the roster. Of course, the roster still has to prove itself, but it's a talented one. He's had a couple years. Um, you also have to think about the coaching staff um, because now there's no excuses there. Um, the coaching staff before, it was, it was good. I think they had some guys with really, really good strengths in specific areas. But now you have a coaching staff filled with former head coaches um, with a lot of experience, of course. Like You have the Air Force um, former head coach. You have former NBA player. You have a lot of talent there. So... If we're to pull off some kind of success this year, pr- people will probably raise some eyebrows. Like, you have the staff um, and you have the players. But honestly, I don't think they need to worry about we're knowing that he has some pressure on him. Because he already puts that pressure on himself. A um, couple years back, when they had some bad losses, we were actually spend the night at his office. So, you know, he lose. He would say goodnight, and he would stay there all night figuring out what went wrong and what could be better. And he did that more than once, for sure. So you already know what kind of guy Weir is. If you're willing to do that, if you take a loss that seriously, if you care about the program, um, he knows. He knows what's going on, and he wants to make it better. Yeah, I agree. He holds himself to a very high standard, and he is a very hard worker. There's, there's no doubt about the effort, but I think Lobo fan is looking for results this year. Pivoting from Coach Weir to Coach Gonzalez, finally got his first win as a Lobo coach. I think that was huge for the program and the coaching staff, and especially these young men who go out every Saturday and work their butts off and play their butts off for Lobo fans out there. What's, what's Coach Gonzalez's mindset after that first win? He's excited, but also um, he wants more. So he, during that post-game interview, 
He said the next time they gave me a Gatorade shower, it should be because we won an actual championship. Which, I love that attitude. It's like, yay, we, it, it was my first win. We won today, but that's not enough. We can't be happy with one win the whole season. And I, I know you talked about coach speak, of course, but we're, and Gonzalez doesn't do too much of that. Um, yeah, I was, was going to say, he, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. There's very little not. coach speak with Gonzalez. He's just straight off the cuff. I appreciate that. Exactly. It's, it's fun to hear him talk. What he did say at the beginning of the season, he was not going to say his team was going to lose or anything, but he, again, he didn't sugarcoat it. He said, we're not expecting to win every game. We're going to try, though. Like, we're going to take it game by game, and we're going to fight for it. So he, he kind of said that it was going to take a couple years for the program to really rebuild. He was being honest. He didn't say, we're going to win it all this year or next year. He said, it'll take a couple years, and it's all about building that culture and that attitude. So this this was a pretty good year, I think, for that. Of course, not a lot of wins, but, you know, they have a chance to do another one today. And they already set that culture and they set that tone for the coming year. So we'll talk more Lobo football coming up in next segment with voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. But what, what do you expect out of the Lobos this game, Izzy? So it's... I think they could win it if they play as hard as they did last game, of course. Any game's really winnable, to be honest. Um, but Fresno State is going to be a little bit difficult when it comes to that passing offense, which, like I said so many times, the Lobos definitely struggled defending there. Um, the uh, Fresno State has the second best in the conference, I believe, and the best passing quarterback with Jake Hiner. He completes 65% of his passes. So that defense is going to have to be really, really strong. And, of course, that offense, there's a lot of good energy from what I've heard around Isaiah Chavez. Everyone's excited. And, of course, after that win, after his amazing celebration tackling one of the coaches, that was really, really cool. So everyone's excited for him. Bryson Carroll is the second quarterback in case Isaiah gets hurt. And the third, the emergency quarterback, is going to be John Aleva. He's a wide receiver from Carlsbad. But, hey, you know, shout out to the cavemen. That's my uh, my high school squad right there. Oh, nice. That's cool. Mighty, mighty cavemen. Yeah, but all around, seems like the Lobos, you know, they have a good attitude. They finished their last practice, and they're just excited to play. And, you know, Gonzalez is tough. They, they could pull it off. They could pull another upset, of course. Like, if they won last game, where they say a Chavez, who had never played a college football game before. Like, why can't they do it today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're they're undefeated under Isaiah Chavez, right? Why not win that, another one? That's a good stat, yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah, so comparing uh, Coach Weir to Coach Gonzalez, again, you know, Weir is established. This is his fourth year. Like we said, he's got a good squad, a good coaching staff, and the support of his community and university. This is Gonzalez's first year. And unfortunately, his first year happened to be 2020. Sorry, buddy. Well, what kind of momentum do you think they have heading forward? Is this is this win going to change the trajectory of this program, or is this just a good feel a feel good story? So Gonzalez, since we were comparing both of them, I think when Gonzalez talked about um, that program kind of being different, he he did say something like three years maybe four like it's 
it's about the same period that Weir has been here, you know, this is fourth year. Um, so this is about the time where Weir is expected to change and Gonzalez is expected to be improving every year or showing something that's like good for the upcoming year. So of course, if next year all the quarterbacks are out again, then nobody's going to expect them to win um, all the games. But it, it really will be a year-by-year year situation. But they do expect Gonzalez to kind of do what he said he was going to do, which sa- which was play tough. Gonzalez has to keep being hard, keep not sugarcoating anything. Because the second he starts letting things be just okay, people are probably going to lose faith in him. But for now, everyone loves him. Everyone loves his honesty. Everyone loves how hard he works. So that's what he's going to keep doing. And, I mean, Weir has a different approach to things. And he's at that transition period or the end of that transition period where he should be doing more. I couldn't agree any more. Uh, really excited for where UNM football is heading. I think they got a good coach and a good coaching staff. And I think it's all up to them to recruit now. So let's give them uh, a nice long leash and be patient with the squad and hope for some good results coming forward. So Lobo fan, non-Lobo fan. Albuquerque citizen who is indifferent to the Lobos. They need your support. Don't be a bandwagon fan. Go out there. Support your boys on their way up. When we come back, voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Great guy. Great guy. Can't say enough about this dude. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, and we play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Roto-Rooter jingle, take one. Call Roto-Rooter. That's the name. Take two. Call Roto-Rooter. That's the name. Take 17. Call Roto-Rooter. That's the name. And away go troubles down Down the the drain. drain. (laughs) Um, Let's try it like this. Call Roto-Rooter. That's the name, and away goes troubles down the train. Call Roto-Rooter for all your plumbing needs. The 15th annual New Mexico Bowl, like everything else this year, will be different. While our state's premier annual sports event won't be able to be played in New Mexico, we will be showcasing the land of enchantment on the national stage during college football's bowl season. Please join the national TV audience and watch the New Mexico Bowl from Frisco, Texas at 1.30 on Christmas Eve afternoon on ESPN. We also encourage you to continue to support our community. Shop local when you can. Visit your favorite restaurants and breweries, and if able, remember our local nonprofits. We look forward to celebrating the New Mexico Bowl tradition back here at home next year. Happy holidays. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider and are only available if the provider determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The outrageously expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means you can get the prescription medication to treat ED at affordable prices. And Hems makes it extra affordable. You pay just 30 bucks for a month's supply. And right now, get your first online doctor's visit totally free when you go to 4 slash joy. That's right, free, zero copay, no expensive appointments, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. Hems connects you to doctors online who can evaluate you and, if appropriate, prescribe your ED medication. And a pharmacy sends it right to your door. 
Hims makes it affordable, private, and incredibly easy. Nobody likes dealing with ED. Now, thanks to Hims, nobody has to. And that's really good news. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, forhims.com slash joy. That's forhims.com slash joy for your free online visit. F O R H I M S dot com slash joy. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must have gifts, and more for $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap Logo Crew Neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And Doug. Fasten your seatbelts, folks. We'll be prepared for takeoff. Limu, how cool is this? Your first time flying. Ah. Oh, I didn't mean. Listen, Limu, you might not be able to fly, but you do something even cooler. You tell strangers that Liberty Mutual customizes their car insurance so they only pay for what they need. Sir. Do you have a certificate for your service bird? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Five NFL games every week. This is what we do. More NFL games than anyone else. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. New friend of the show, Rio Rancho Event Center. Super happy to have them on board. Make sure you check out the magical Mesa Christmas out at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Running all the way till January 17th. Drive through Christmas Parade. Over 5 million lights. Someday me and Fred will be out there. We're going to host and DJ a night out there. And then uh, we'll have more uh, info for you in the coming weeks about this. Maybe some cool interviews and some ticket giveaways. How about that? On the phone line with us, one of my favorite people, excellent golfer, trampoline extraordinaire, loving husband and father, pain in my side on the golf course, Voice of the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. Good morning, sir. You're full of it a little bit, you know that? And eh, I love you know. That about you. My eyes are brown. <laughs> I'm getting browner by the second. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing, man. Just here in the studio with your best buddy, Mike Vital, doing a little radio magic. How about you, my friend? How you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Yeah, absolutely, my man. What do? Where are you? I know all the Lobos are homeless. We were just talking about that. Are you in Vegas? Are you in Lubbock? Are <laughs> where, in Albuquerque. where are you? You're in Albuquerque. Yep. You're back yep. home. Okay. Yep. Well, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Before before <laughs> we talk Lobos, I want to talk about what's going on in your your business world. Is there any hope for Cool Springs to open back up? Because I desperately miss that place. Uh, we do too. Thanks for asking. Um, no, I mean, right now we're, we're 10 months in, um, shut down um, because of the restrictions. Um, designated a close contact indoor entertainment facility, and for whatever reason, we are more dangerous to the public than um, a restaurant where everybody is seated with masks off and uh, dining, whereas 
you were in our park on uh, a limited, uh, you know, attendance basis, you would have your mask on. So, yeah, we're um, we're just waiting. We're just waiting, man. And, um, you know, it's it's tough. I mean, there there really hasn't been a good explanation. Sure. Why? Sure. I understand. You want me to send a strongly worded email to the mayor and the governor? I'm your man. I love Cool Springs. It's one of my favorite places in town. One of the coolest family-friendly spots around. And we're really hoping for you guys to open back up safely and securely. And whenever you do, make sure you come back on. We'll talk all about it. Voice the Lobos, Rob Portnoy. The streak is over. Lobos win. How did it feel to call a win, my friend? It was so cool. Um, now they get a chance to start a winning streak, right? Two in a row is a streak if they could win tonight. Um, it was fantastic. I, they, no, no team deserves more to have the type of celebration that they had on Saturday night last weekend, man, because of what they've been through. Um, you know, it'll be six consecutive weeks on the road uh, when they get on a bus tomorrow to come back from Vegas to Albuquerque. Um, it's unlike anything any team has ever had to, you know, confront in college football. Um, and, and, in fact, it, it'll be the first time that, that a college football team in, in history, like in the history of the game, has ever played a, a schedule of seven games or more and not even had a single game in its home state. Um, you know, there have been other teams for various reasons that have had to play a season away from home um, the most recent of which Katrina forced Tulane to play uh, its entire season away from New Orleans. But at least they got to play a few games in their home state. Um, th- this is unprecedented, and um, what they've done uh, I-, I think is truly remarkable. And then to get the win, I mean, my gosh, uh, it, the, you know, as an 18-and-a-half-point dog um, to win that football game when no one expected them to, awesome. It's a beautiful thing. Uh Rob, I'm sure you know that in the 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock hour, we have Lobo in College Basketball Insider, uh, the Lair NM's own Izzy Gonzalez with us. Izzy, good morning. Morning. Hey, Rob, how you doing? I'm all right, Isabel. How are you? Pretty good. Always nice talking to you. Great talking to you, too. You're doing a great job covering the Lobos. Keep it up. Thank you. I'm just trying to keep up with you. Rob is at like every press conference, and he's the best person to follow when it comes to tweets. He tweets every single team the coaches site. I appreciate that. Um, you have done quite a bit uh, for the Lair, and uh, breaking news here recently as well. Um, you know about the alumni getting together to play in the basketball tournament. Just fantastic, and I'm excited to see what you guys do next. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited, too. Hey, so obviously you do a lot of stuff in New Mexico, and you've been around the football team a lot. I was wondering what it was like to work with Coach Gonzalez, because, of course, he doesn't sugarcoat things. You saw that first press conference where I was running late because I had another press conference, and he was like, Isabel, to be early is to be on time. So what's he like as a person and coworker? He is so cool. Uh, there's really no other way to put it. Um, he puts you at ease immediately. Uh, he truly is as genuine um, as he appears, you know, in his pressers. Um, he treats everyone with respect, and he's fantastic. I mean, and I think that the thing that I've noticed that is so amazing is the way that the community is, has just wrapped their arms around him and, and really embraced him. Um, you can tell how they feel about him. 
and the outpouring of support after the Lobos got their first win last weekend, the uh, the way that the community responded to that was just awesome. Um, you know, in, in the post game, the very first segment of the post game after the Lobos finished off the win, um, you know, in the break, I'm, I'm thinking about what. Uh, direction we're going to go in terms of the the first things that we talk about in our first segment in the post game, and everybody's phone was just exploding um, with all these messages via social media, congratulating Coach Gonzalez and telling them how awesome it was to see the team celebrate and and how happy they were. Some you know posted even that they were crying, and and it's just like this is what we've got to do. We've got to share this response on the radio because it's overwhelming and, and um, you know, it carried over this week um, our Lobo Talk, uh, final Lobo Talk for the football regular season. People couldn't get in um, because they wanted to say thank you to Coach G and congratulate him on his first win. And I, I've just been blown away by that response, Isabel, and it's been really, really cool to see. Rob, we're not going to have enough time to talk Lobo basketball. We're going to get you back on soon to, uh, to preview, preview the Lobo season. But uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, Lobo football's win? And then could you preview uh, the, the game this evening? Um, specifically, the fourth quarter performance by Brandon Shook. Two huge plays. It seems like this kid changed the momentum of the game almost on his own and helped the Lobos secure that win. Yeah, he was amazing, Van. Um, 13 tackles. He's going to be the first guy since 2014 to average uh, over 10 tackles per game after this one is finished tonight. The last guy to do it was Dakota Cox, and he was a four-year starter for the Lobos at linebacker and one of the best uh, linebackers in the history of the program. Um, you know, among those 13 tackles was one that forced a fumble Um you know, down uh, in a goal-to-go scenario at the end of the game that uh, Jake Saltonstall dove on, and then he came right back and had the pick um, that sealed the game, essentially, uh, the very next possession. You know, he was incredible. Uh, he's been the leader of the defense, and he's been the best player on the defense, and those two things don't necessarily always equate, but he's everything you'd want. Uh, and a middle linebacker, and has been the anchor um, for Coach uh, Gonzalez's 3-3-5 defense. And Rocky Long has been so lucky to have that guy, um, you know, sort of running the show. Now, um, I encourage everybody to, to get over to, to KKOB and uh, the UNO Sports Radio Network um, when we take the air tonight. Uh, we go on the air at 7.30 Mountain Time with our pregame show. I've got Shook and his running mate, one of the outside linebackers, uh, Cameron Miller, um, the two of them have been fantastic, two of the top tacklers on the team. They combined for 21 stops uh, in the win last weekend, and they're going to be in the pregame show. So catch that. They're two of the seniors who are going to have some things done for them to be honored pregame um, you know, tonight. Obviously, it's not a senior night like we'd normally expect, but there will be some messages on the, the big screen that the, the kids' families have sent in that they'll be able to see pregame. Um, on the Jumbotron. Um, but, yeah, Shook was incredible and, and a huge reason why the Lobos got their first win of the year over Wyoming. Now, with regard to Fresno State, it all comes down to Jake Hayner, um, their quarterback, I think. Now, if Ronnie Rivers plays, he's one of the best tailbacks, um, not just in the Mountain West, but in the nation. Uh, and uh, Except that he kind of got rolled up pretty hard in the last game for Fresno State. They're lost to Nevada, which knocked them out of postseason contention. And I'm not sure. It looked like it you know, could have been a pretty good ankle sprain. So we'll see if he plays. He's, he's a good one. 
He's a focal point of their offense, you know, running and catching the ball. But Hayner's amazing. Um, you know, he threw for almost 500 yards last week in the loss. And this is uh, as potent an offense as there is in this in, you know, entire part of the country. So the Lobos had their hands full. Um, but they disrupted uh, Carson Strong in Nevada's offense a few weeks back. Um, this is a similar type of spread. And I imagine that uh, Coach G and the scientist, Rocky Lung, has something in store for the Bulldogs tonight. And you could get more preview on the Lobo Radio Network, 96.3 KKOB, Rob Portnoy. We'll be calling the game and giving you the preview. A wealth of knowledge and information and a voice like butter. My dude, Robert Portnoy, thank you so much for being with us today. Can't wait for our next chance to tee it up, brother. Heck yeah, let's do it. Second the weather turns, me and you, buddy. Love it. And thank you as always to Izzy Gonzalez of the Lair NM. Lobo and College Basketball Insider. Always a pleasure to be with you from the 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock hour every Saturday here on ABQ Central. Thank you so much, Izzy. Thank you, Van. And she'll be with us again. Hopefully, she doesn't break up with me, or <laughs> us, I should say, at ABQ Central. She'll be with us again next Saturday to talk all your Lobo and College Basketball info. Looking we'll be back. To it. Absolutely. We'll, yeah, and uh, maybe we'll have a Fredo, too. We'll be back. Van and Vital talking football. Reviews and previews for the playoff push. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play for Team I-9, and we party again at the to Rio Rancho Voice Lobos, Event Rob Center. Portnoy, for joining us. It's never enough time with that guy. we got to start doing two segments with Rob. He's just so informative and knowledgeable and interesting. One segment, 15 minutes, it's never enough. Big shout-out to Rob Portnoy, Voice of the Lobos. I didn't know you knew him well enough to golf with him. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I hobnob with uh, all the local legends out on the golf course. And yeah, he I'm, loves golf. Emasculate I know you're myself. A golf fan. So who does a better job? I mean, when you guys are out there, it's just. Uh, he outplayed me last time. Yeah, he outplayed me last time. I'm a I'm a bogey golfer. Like I'm not a good golfer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a passable golfer. I'm a not embarrassed myself. Is he one of those handicap like four handicap, two handicap, or whatever they call it? I don't it. I don't know if he's approaching scratch. Scra- I don't think he's approaching scratch, but he's a really good golfer. More importantly, he's a good dude. Yeah, no. You're kidding. listening to Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I nine and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Make sure you don't miss a magical Mesa Xmas at the Rio Rancho Event Center running till January 17th. Drive through Christmas pageant, Christmas parade, over 5 million lights. It's got to be bonkers. Got to be bonkers. I'm taking Vital. It's like a Illuminati, Illuminati uh, kind of tour. It just stretches. I mean, five million. Five million. That's got to be a, a, a quite a distance to cover when you're going through. Which to me is, yeah, it is magical when and you think about it. You know me, Vital. I'm one for hyperbole. Yeah, no, I, can, I know you are. I, 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 I know how to make a story a little bit better. 
<laughs> Some people call it lying. Some people call it embellishment. But there's there's literally over 5 million lights there. I am not making up Man. this number. You got to go see it. How many people does that take to put it together in a timely fashion, right? I don't know. It's probably like an elf kind of thing, right? It's Christmas. They got the <laughs> yeah. elves working out there, putting Late up all the into lights. into the night. Yeah, got to be. Makes sense to me. Big week in the NFL, Vital. Week 14. Make your final playoff push. Few teams have already sealed their playoff destiny, but a lot, the majority of spots are still open. Chiefs and the Saints, they're the two teams that punched their ticket to the playoffs. Yep. Had a game on Thursday, didn't get canceled, didn't get COVIDed out. Nope. That was a stinker, wasn't it? Woof. It was not as close as the score indicated, and the score wasn't close either. After the Patriots' 45 to nothing win over the Chargers, they get absolutely dominated by the Rams. Cam Newton didn't even play the last 10 minutes. He didn't look good. No, he hasn't looked good since the first couple weeks of the season. I think he's a shell of himself and uh, RIP the Patriots' playoff chances, which I picked them to be a wild card team. I did too. I thought Cam could hold it together for a year, but I mean, he just doesn't have anything behind his throws anymore. Nor does he have any weapons to go to either, receivers. Yeah, but Tom Brady did a lot with that. Cam Newton can't do anything with that. Sunday morning games. This one's a gimme. Oh, by the way, I owe you lunch, Vital. You do. You beat me by one game last week. Did I really? You it was did. that Giants game. It's That's, that Giants, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what it was. You, you picked the Giants upset, and sure enough, you got it. So I owe you lunch someday this week, so you just tell me what you want, and it's on me. We doing lunch again this week? I got the pin out. Gosh, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could dro- I can drop it off or you can like Taco Bell. Really? Oh, I love Taco Bell. I know my girlfriend just kills me with it, but I I'm I willing it. to spring on a a good lunch for you. Oh. I mean, we made a deal. I'll own up yeah, to it. Yeah, but uh I mean, I haven't See, I can't eat Taco Bell around her. I can't even mention it for some reason it just drives her nuts. <laughs> Cuz so it's disgusting. If I, if I can do it behind <laughs> her back, she's not listening anyhow, but uh I can do it behind her back and just, you know, have Taco Bell with her. You know, you ever get the cravings for something? Man, that's that's one of my cravings. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Taco Bell is not very good, but I did have to try. They got a, a black bean crunch wrap supreme. Oh, yeah. I had to try that. Out. You know, I'm, I'm, a ve- I'm a veggie guy. Yeah, you are, which you're only, smart. Only eat meat on a vacation and holidays. So. I don't eat much meat. My problem is growing up in an Italian family, a restaurant family, Back in the Chicago area, I love noodles and pasta. That's sure. where I have issues. You didn't have a vegetable until you're like 24. It's all just meat and meat and <laughs> meatballs. Yeah, and, meat yeah. and pasta. <laughs> all right, so this one's a gimme. Titans at Jags. Who did you hold on? Who did you pick with the Rams and the Patriots? Just, just uh, I, I, I made. Oh, I had Rams. I had the Patriots. Did I don't you know now? What I was thinking. I thought that blowout game they they had over the Chargers. They come back to L.A. and be, but but the Rams look too good. Boy, they're a team to deal with. Yeah, they're really gelling together. People forget they're in the Super Bowl two years ago. I mean, 
they're they're still a good they're still a good team and they got a good coaching squad and they're finally all healthy so they could make a really big push and I think you know the NFC's wide open so anybody can take the NFC I this agree. year. It's the Chiefs versus everybody in the AFC, but in, anybody could come out of the NFC this year. So, you so have, I don't even need to ask or preview the game. You're taking Tennessee, right? Yeah, I like I like the tie. I like the way they play. I like the run game with Henry. Yeah, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs when it gets super cold. All right, an actual football game, playing for their playoff lives. Minnesota and Dalvin Cook travels to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Who you got, Vitale? Well, I, I think Tampa Bay is, you know, they, they need a win. They got the quarterback who can. I think they got a little more talent. And uh, the Vikings are just too one-dimensional on that run game. Now, Cousins has gotten, you know, they've gotten better after beating Green Bay like four a month ago. They've come on a little. But just, you know, they, they barely eke out a win against Jacksonville last week at home. So that was kind of a, you know, they, they've got a ways to go. And I think Tampa Bay is ready to win. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay is starting to get hungry. They had a few down weeks, but I think they're going to. It's their first season together, and this is the time of the year that a new team will start to gel. Uh, I also have the Bucks, um, but watch out for Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, you never know which Kirk Cousins is going to yeah. show up every Sunday. He could throw for 400 yards or he can throw four picks. You never know which one you're going to get. True. So. This game is more interesting than it could be. The Chiefs visit the Dolphins. Chiefs have the best offense in the league. Dolphins have top three defense in the league. Can the Dolphins sneak sneak one in here? I like the Dolphins. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but uh, I, this team's really impressed me all year, and they're and they're the number one defensive scoring team in the league. So I like Miami in an upset. I have ooh, to have an upset each week. Ooh, ooh, we. That's the one. Okay. And by the way, sorry about that, uh, Van. I just want to plug them. The Chiefs and the Dolphins will be our early game, our first game in our tomorrow's NFL triple header right here on 95.9 and 610, the sports animal. Well, good. Uh, I will be listening. You know what I like to do? I like to put the TV on mute and then put on Westwood One. Yeah, they do the best job of football. For sure. Yeah, way better than the TV guys. Yeah. This is a 50-50 for me. I don't know who's going to come out on top in this one. The Broncos seem to be in every game, every week, no matter who they play. But no quarterback, and that's been the difference. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think Drew Locke is better than people think he is. He's a talented guy. Um, you know, he's got legs. He's got a big arm. He just needs to put it all together. He's, uh, he's very Favre-esque, but he's not as good as Favre. He likes to chunk the ball up. He's got more air yards than anybody in the league. He throws the deepest balls than anybody in the league. Uh, I have the Panthers eking out another close one. The Broncos get their feelings hurt yet again. So I'm taking Carolina. Who do you got? I like Denver. I like their defense. They've been coming on, like you said. That run game is starting to come back again, which Locke really needs. I think they wanted Locke to be, to be coming at a – you know, uh, ahead of schedule, but he hasn't. He's been slow to improve, but uh, I, I like Denver's defense. Okay, you got Denver. So we're split on another one. Yep. We, yep, we, uh, we both got Tennessee. We both got Tampa Bay, and we're split on the next two. 
The Texans are finally playing like the Texans of the last couple years. Deshaun Watson is playing lights out at an MVP level, and they get to go up against the quarterbackless Bears. <laughs> it doesn't matter who the Bears yeah. plug into the quarterback position. They're going to play awful. I have the Texans. Uh, the Texans hurt my feelings last week. I thought the Texans were going to upset the Colts. Uh, I missed that one, but I got the Texans again this week. Who you got, Vitale? Well, I, you know, it's uh, winter time in the Chicago area. I hate the Bears being a Packers fan, so I'm going to go with the Bears defense because I think they got a little more on the line. He, and uh, I love Deshaun Watson, but he doesn't have a whole lot to go through to go to. And I know the Texans defense has been playing better, but I do like Chicago here. That's a that's a pretty good pick because Chicago's defense is so good, and their running game is above average. And uh, I'm sorry, uh, I got a little text from the listener here. You're welcome, buddy. A little compliments on the show. Good. But I think um, the Texans are on their way up. They got rid of a cancer in the locker room, which was their own coach, coach and GM. Their coach and GM. <laughs> It's trying to tank. Is okay. Before we go to break, we're gonna go to break here. We're gonna finish out the rest of the NFL uh, picks. Me and Vital got lunch on the line. I already owe him one. I might be feeding him once a week for the rest of the football season. But uh, is the Deshaun? I mean, sorry, not Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm, I've got a brain fart here. Uh, Cardinals wide receiver. Oh, Hopkins. Hopkins is the Hopkins trade the worst trade? Of the past decade. Well, I can't recall every trade that's been made the last <laughs> 10 years, but I could say it's, it, it's up there. It yeah. is. Yeah, I think it might be the worst. They got the best, if not top three, receiver in the league for a, a running back made out of porcelain. I don't understand that one, but that's it's why he's not there anymore, right? Bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Me and Vital will finish out NFL Pick'em when we come back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I had a cough there. Are you scared, Vital? I coughed. You okay with that? No, I'm in the other room. <laughs> <I'm all laughs> You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central, live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610 Sports. Welcome Center. back to the show, Albuquerque. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central. Live from the At Talk ABQ studio, we're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Albuquerque and Rio Rancho, make sure you do not miss a magical Mesa Christmas at the Rio Rancho Event Center. If you're unfamiliar with the Rio Rancho Event Center, it's because it used to be called the Santa Ana Star Center. Really cool events going on out there. They're going to be out there till January 17th. Over 5 million, count them, 5 million LED lights drive through Christmas parade. I'm very excited to see it myself. Hashtag, where's Fred? If you can guess where Fred is last week and this week, I will donate $100 to the local charity of your choice. We need to know, number one, where Fred is. Number two, what he is doing. Number three, why if you get all three right, then I will donate $100 to the charity of your choice. Has anybody gotten close? Yes. Because I said the back room of your ba- your, uh, ba- your house. Well, that's a very, very good guess. Fred has found himself there before, <laughs> but it is incorrect. Ah. 
Uh, a friend of the show across the country got two out of three. So if you get three out of three, you get to win. Otherwise, she wins and yeah. gets $100 donated. More NFL pick em. Week 14. Big week. Very pivotal. Very pivotal week here. So we got a game with double playoff implications here. The Arizona Cardinals visit the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is back. The Giants had an upset last week without him, and he's posed to come back this week. Cardinals are going one direction. Giants are going another. Who do you got, Vitale? Well, I mean, I picked the Giants last week. I'm going to stay with them. Now that Daniel Jones is back, he's going to do a lot of the running. But I uh, love that Giants defense, and it's uh, ranked third in the in the league, and it's a young one, so I like it. And I, even though I like Kyler Murray, the, the Cardinals have been slumping lately. They've had three tough losses in a row. So whatever direction they go, I, I just like the Giants' momentum right now. Yeah, I, I, t- I want to agree with you, but I think this is a bounce-back week for Arizona. Um, Giants got a really big taste of success. I think they peaked last week. I don't think they're as good. I think they got a good defense, and Daniel Jones is talented, but he's coming back cold, and he's playing a, a Cardinals team that is very talented, who's had a few down weeks. We're split on another one. This is going to be an interesting week with our pick em, Vital. All right, we got America's team versus the third best team in Ohio. <laughs> You want to see? You want to? You want to hear my Ohio power rankings? Yeah. Number one, Ohio State. Number two, Cleveland. <laughs> the Browns. And number three, Cincinnati. The Bengals. And the wow. Bengals are the third best team in Ohio. In Ohio, yeah, that makes sense. Cowboys are just a dumpster fire, and the Bengals. The whole team is injured. Who do you got? You know what? I'm going to give the Cowboys one more chance. Get a win, would you, and just start playing because there's no life in the team. I think they've just pretty much given up, and I saw that the last game too, and it's been like that all year long for some reason. And I know they've had injuries on offense. Everybody does, but uh, they just haven't come together at all. Sure, and I mean, it's America's team, and it's America's pastime to crap all over America's team. And it's so easy to hate on the Cowboys. But I will be, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I always think that when the Cowboys are doing good, the NFL is better. It's always more interesting when the Cowboys are doing well. So I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I am a Cowboys apologist. And they're decimated by injuries. Like, I don't think this is Mike McCarthy's fault. I don't think this is the offensive or defensive coordinator's fault. I think this is just pure dumb luck for the Cowboys that have been decimated by injuries. Started off at the beginning of the year with the offensive line. And then, of course, we all know about Dak Prescott's reverse ankle injury. And it has continued all the all year throughout their defense and then skill position players. So poor Dallas. Wasted season. But I also have them winning. So Dallas. Yeah, we both win with the Cowboys, yeah. Now, another game with double playoff implications. The Indianapolis Colts visit the Las Vegas Raiders. Colts have an amazing defense, got an amazing offensive line, and as long as Phillip Rivers doesn't throw three picks, they usually win. <laughs> yeah. As it goes in San Diego, as it goes in Los Angeles, it goes in Indianapolis for Phillip Rivers. And I got the Colts beating the Raiders. I love the Raiders. I like to root for the Raiders. They're them and the Bills are like my AFC teams. I like to root for them. I like the Raiders because they're the, you know, black and silver. 
and I like the Bills because I'm a huge Josh Allen homer. But um, I got Indianapolis winning this one, and I think you do too. Am I right? Vital's behind the glass taking a phone call. So I'm going to write down Indianapolis for Vital, whether he wants it or not. The hapless, hopeless Jets travel to Seattle to play probably second or third best team in NFC, the Seattle Seahawks. I think Seahawks can do some damage if their defense, which is held together by a, a rubber band and a Band-Aid. Yeah, they, they, they didn't play good the last week or so. No, last few weeks. They've just been giving up whatever. Yeah. But luckily, they get a bye week as the Jets come to town. I think this is obviously an easy Seattle victory. Obviously, duh. I don't even need any comments from you, right, Vital? No, just go to the next Seattle, one. It's Seattle all the way. So you, hopefully that offense and Russ Wilson just uh, bounces back here. In the anything-can-happen NFC North, the Packers visit the Detroit Lions, who it seems like every year they squeak one win out of the Always Packers. Green Bay, yeah, that's one of those games. Yeah, no matter if they're on the top of the division or the bottom of the division, the Lions always put a good game on the Packers, but I don't see it happening this week. I don't either, and as the Detroit uh, Free Press, the, the top newspaper in Detroit said, this is every year the Lions Super Bowl, so they always play the Packers tough. That's my only concern. Those division games are like that, but uh, a rejuvenated Rodgers running that offense is too much for Detroit. Has Rodgers done enough? Also, yeah, also I got Green Bay, duh. Uh, we're both Packers That's fans. Team. But team. Yeah. yeah, we're both Packers fans, but also we're objective Members of the press. Very objective. Yes, yeah. of course. Has Aaron Rodgers done enough to steal the MVP away from Patrick Mahomes? I think he's in consideration because of the year he's had, but I also look at it, what have you done in the postseason? You could have the greatest year and all the stats and the, the numbers and that. I love Mahomes, too. I They're my two favorite quarterbacks. But uh, if Rodgers can get him to the NFC Championship game, then maybe I, I would say that. But uh, Mahomes right now, is, he's, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's hard to beat. I got him 1A and 1B. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at any decision. Yeah. But you said it's what they do in the playoffs, and I don't mind telling you, Vital, that it's a regular season oh, award. that's right. That's right. Duh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They have a Super Bowl MVP for that, Vital. I, yeah, you're right. I, I just hope Rodgers continues. He He's energized by what uh, Matt LaFleur, the 35-year-old coach, has done to revamp that offense that McCarthy destroyed and and uh, a lot of the hopes for Packer fans with, uh, you know, when Rodgers was there. They could have been in a couple more Super Bowls. But I like what he's done, and uh, Rodgers likes the offense now, and I think it's been a good team, you know, him and LaFleur. I agree. And uh, Brett Favre had some really kind words. Did you see that this week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yep. Favre said, if you don't count Super Bowls, he's the greatest of all time. Yeah. And I think that's pretty indicative of the truth. Atlanta Falcons travel to the L.A. Chargers. Which Falcons are going to show up and which Justin Herbert is going to show up? Who you got, Vital? I like Herbert and the Chargers. They got to win one. I mean, just these close games are agonizing. Now, the blowout last week, I couldn't understand that, but the, the Falcons... They'll play them tough, but it could be a close game, but I like uh, L.A. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll split on another one because I got Atlanta playing like Atlanta. I mean, they're 
Atlanta is like one of those teams, Cardinals, they're like the 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 Dolphins, the Vikings. Which which team is going to show up? You never know which team is going to show up. And I think the the good Falcons will show up in the warm weather in LA. Uh another game with playoff implications. Can the 49ers win out and steal the last wild card spot? And can Washington, the football team, I'm still not used to that. I'm still, to this day, not used to that. Call them the Washington Football Club like a soccer team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the idea of, like, Washington United or, you know, Washington FC. I think that's cool. But whenever I read an article, like, football team does this. Yeah. I'm like, be specific. Which football team? that bothers me, too. Which football team are you talking about? Oh, (laughs) duh. The one that's called football team. That that's one. I, that's why I call them the Washington Football Club. Football Club. I like that. Who do you got, Washington or San Fran? I think San Fran is going to get into the playoffs. They're really good. They're getting healthy again, and look out for them. I agree. Yeah, they're really good. They, uh, they didn't do enough against the Bills last week, but they're getting all their players back slowly but surely. Bosa's coming back. Sherman's coming back. Garoppolo's coming back. They just got Mostert back last week. So a, a strong, healthy 49ers team can do some damage, but is the clock run out on the 49ers season? They got to win out to have a chance. So two running quarterbacks face off as New Orleans Saints go to the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles. This could be interesting. What do you think about Jalen Hurts? I like he reminds me of Kyler uh, Murray of the uh, Cardinals, and the, I think they, they, their skill sets are a lot alike. You get them out of the pocket, they can really make a lot you know a lot of things happen. Especially Hurts when he was at Oklahoma. I, I in this game, I like Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia will come back, but ooh. I think Hurts. It's going to take him a while, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that he can get out of the pocket and maybe make some things happen, but uh, this is kind of a weird game. I don't know. I'll definitely be flipping back and forth. I want to see what Jalen Hurts has. Uh, I watched a little bit of his first game, and he looked really good on the first two drives. Yeah. And then he looked like a rookie after that. So I wonder if he's going to be able to put it all together with a whole week of practice with the first team. Sunday and Monday, got a couple good games. What I consider the game of the week, Sunday night, we got the Steelers visiting my Josh Allen and my Bills. The marquee game of the week. You're a you're a defense first guy, so I'm assuming you're choosing Pittsburgh, aren't you? Yeah, I, I like the Steelers. I think the Steelers will have just a couple more turnovers than the Bills. And again, when Josh Allen faces really top defenses, he in the past he tends to struggle like last year against certain defenses. I think it'll be a close game. The weather is going to be crappy, so you're going to have to love that. It's in Buffalo this time of the year. But uh, I think the Steelers bounce back, but I think it'll be their defense, not their offense. And their offense with Big Ben's been struggling. A lot of drop passes, no run game, but I think the Steelers' D will be the difference. Yeah, uh, I, I've been watching a lot of – you know I'm a Josh Allen fan. I talk about him every yeah, week. I like him too. I think he's the total package. You know, when when I watch Josh Allen play – what I see is Big Ben with wheels. So he's That's a good point. He's got a big arm, he makes good decisions, he can read defenses really well, but he can run. He can run as good as anybody in NFL not named Lamar Jackson. 
So I think he's got the wheels of any quarterback in the league. He's a big dude. He can see over the offensive line. He can read defenses. I think what you saw last week in San Francisco is the real Josh Allen. I think he's a superstar quarterback. I think he's in the tier right below Mahomes and Rodgers and Wilson. And we're seeing a superstar emerge at the end of the 2020 season. I got the Bills. Monday night, we got the Ravens visiting the Browns. We're up against a break right here. Vital, real quick, who do you got? I like the Browns in this one. They are surging. They won four in a row. And uh, I don't know what's going on with the Baltimore offense. All right. Well, I have Baltimore playing like a team. They looked pretty good in the second half last week. they did. Lamar Jackson made some really good throws. I mean, that's that's what their season is, right? The Ravens are going to have a good enough defense. They're going to have a good enough running game. It all depends on Lamar Jackson if he can make accurate throws. He looked pretty good in the second half. I think this carries over into a rivalry game with playoff implications. I got the Ravens. Vital has the Browns. When we come back, star of TV and radio, friend of the show and friend of real life, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega joins us. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports. I tell you, like milk? Are you a milk guy? Uh, I grew up in America's Dairyland. I love me some milk, especially chocolate milk. Still to this? Oh, chocolate milk. That's another story. I, I can't drink white milk. I can only drink chocolate milk. It's weird. I was like that since I was a kid. Huh. Need that extra sugar and flavor. I got, I got a little milk right here next to me. I'm not a fan. Like, I've grown out of the taste of milk. Like, I'm not a milk guy anymore. I just got a little bit of milk to put in my coffee because I felt like a little cream and sugar today. I was feeling sweet. I was feeling sweet this morning, Vital. But you usually like your coffee black, if I remember. I do. Yeah, okay. I like it. I, I'm very, I'm one with the bitter part of my palate. Yeah, I like it just black. Just I like bitter stuff. But today I just felt like something different. And then the leftover milk is here, and I took a drink, and I'm like, this is gross. Well, I'll drink it if you if you don't want it. I mean, don't want it to go un, you know spoiled. Well, I, I don't know if you've heard about this, Vital, but there's a pandemic going on well you didn't drink out of the cup you poured it in or, or you didn't oh I did, I did drink out of the cup oh well, forget you yeah, yeah 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 i wouldn't offer it to you if i drank out of it yeah i didn't know i thought you were pouring because i saw you pouring stuff in so i didn't know if you used the cup or not once yeah. we get the vaccine <laughs> then you could drink after me anytime okay <laughs> yeah no i thought you just poured it from the cup you're listening to dave and busters presents abq central live from the at talk abq studio we're powered by new mexico pinon coffee we play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Joining us on the phone, friend of the show, friend in real life, star of TV and radio, KOB-TV's own Brandon Ortega. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, dude. How we doing? Oh, just peachy as ever. <laughs> hey, Solid so lineup today. I'm, I'm happy to, to join on in this great lineup you've had today. Yeah, absolutely, man. We got some a uh, star-studded lineup. Uh, your friend David Carl was on, and we had some breaking news. Yes. So the heard, last, heard, the heard last signings, the last signings to be revealed are new signings. Any any speculation yeah. from uh, Brandon Ortega? Also, before you jump in on your New Mexico United knowledge, you want to plug your show. Oh, you're talking about Sports Amigos, the new, yes. the new project we're sports, doing? Yes, well, not only Sports Amigos, a, but the New Mexico United. 
it's not a KOB affiliated project, but it's a new project. It started a month ago with my buddy Mike Scow, who lives in Tucson, Arizona. Him and I worked together in, in Abilene, Texas years ago. We've always wanted to do something together since then, and we live in other states now. And so Sports Amigos is a new project we started on YouTube, where every week we bring on someone that we've worked with in the sports industry in some fashion or, or met along the way. And we interview them about their, their life and their journey. And some people are, are still in the business. Some are not. Some are now, you know, living the family life, living the, the married life and working another line of work like Mike is. So that's the new project. Yeah, Sports Amigos on YouTube. Literally within the hour while I was listening to the show and, and trying to tame my three-year-old, I created a Sports Amigos Twitter just, just this morning, Sports Amigos 1 is uh, the handle, because I think Sports Amigos was already taken. Oh, how dare by, them. By, some, by, by someone, I think someone in like Sweden or Netherlands, somewhere random. But uh, that's our project. Yeah, it's a fun It's a fun one. It's been a lot of, uh, it's been a blast insurance. to reconnect with Mike and talk to other people around, around the country. That's awesome. Yeah, me... Um... Myself and Fred was on one of the programs, and it's uh, it's really good. You guys are both insightful and talking about the world of sports broadcasting. You guys get great guests, and it's it's, it's a really cool program. Uh, so you want to talk about the speculation on the New Mexico United signings? It's not going to be messy, as uh, some, <laughs> some New Mexico fans are certainly when, hoping when it's going to be a big splash. When you say some it's New not- Mexico friends, you mean me. You're talking about me. Yeah, we. I saw you as I was getting out of the office yesterday. You were walking your two lovely dogs, and uh, we had we had a nice socially distant walk for a little bit. You were hoping it was messy, and I tried to shut down that in your head, and it's still not shut down. I hate to break it to anyone, but it's not going to be someone like Messi. But there are tons of very talented players around the USL that Troy Lafayne has done a fantastic job the last three years bringing on people year one, year two, year three. Amando Moreno is someone that from year one to year two he brought on that's been a great addition that will be back for 2021. You're going to have probably more players like that lining up to help them. I think in the midfield and in striking is where they probably focused for the new additions because they've lost Chris Weehan to Orange County. They've lost Saleh Mohammed to Oakland. They've lost other players that I think Dave mentioned earlier that have just retired and moved on to other facets of their life. So, yeah, I think the midfield and striking is probably where we're going to see the new additions come up because the back line really returned a lot of great talent like Kalen Ryden, Justin Schmidt, the Volcano Vista, Albuquerque native. Uh, there's a lot of players coming back that have been with the team now for three years, a handful coming back for – or just a couple, I should say, coming back for year two. Yeah, I, I would say expect midfield or a striker coming in this week, and I'm very excited to see who it is. Do you know who's a striker? Messi. Lionel Messi, yes, yes. <laughs> right, right when his services became available, I text uh, Peter Trevisani, owner-operator of New yeah. Mexico United, and I said, hey, I'll start a GoFundMe. Let's go out and get this guy. Yeah, and it, yeah. There's it, a lot of there's a lot of diehard soccer fans that are hoping we can get someone <laughs> someone big time. Yeah. And by the way, before I forget, my dad Steve Ortega tuning in right now from Southern California. He says hi. By the way, man. oh hey, what's up, pops? How you doing? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome meeting him and hanging out. He's a great dude. 
So pivoting from United to local sports, I know you cover a lot of local stuff and you know what's going on with COVID. And so what's, what's the pulse of the community for, you know, high school and local sports going forward? What should we expect early 2020 and going throughout the next year? Yeah, look, since basically the summer when we found out that fall sports, well, really we found out right at the beginning of fall that fall sports were not going to happen in 2020, that they were, that the NMAA planned to kick off a whole bunch of sports winter and fall come January and then football in February. That got postponed a little bit more from January to February 1st is when certain teams can start practicing, certain teams are going to start kicking off their seasons. I think, I mean, honestly, with, with the last few days of this vaccine news, I really feel like that improved the confidence and maybe just gave some people some relief that, okay, maybe it is possible that New Mexico high school sports could come back by February if the vaccine starts getting rolling this next month or so and the COVID-19 protocols can start to diminish if everything starts to, the numbers start to get, because that's what it is. It's the numbers and the numbers spiking the last month or so. Really, I mean, the high school sports landscape wasn't great before the numbers were spiking. And after the numbers spiked again, yeah, it just, it hurt any chance of high school sports happening even in 2021. So now with this vaccine coming up and the possibility of it coming in New Mexico and, and helping bring down the numbers, that created a lot of hope for high school sports. And, and look, even before all this and the numbers spiking and the initial postponement, the, the morale's not been good. Parents have been upset. Players have been upset. The high, whole high school community has been upset because there's surrounding states around New Mexico that are playing high school sports right now that are now in the playoffs for high school football, high school volleyball, cross country, and everything else going on in the fall. Some are in soccer. Yeah, it, it's been... It, there's been a lot of tension, to say the least, and I think we're going to start getting some steps moving in the right direction in the next month or two, but it all really depends on the vaccine, so we'll see what happens with that. I think you nailed it right there. What can your fans and your watchers and listeners expect from you coming up? You got working on any big stories? What, what can you get uh, your listeners excited about? Well, for KOB, you know, we're trying to keep up with everything the Lobos are doing from a distance because Lobo football has been in Las Vegas the entire season, and we haven't seen them in person since the spring. We didn't even get to see them in person when they started their workout programs, when the season was approaching, and before the Mountain West knew we were going to attempt an eight-game season. So we're, do- we're doing the best we can on Zoom. That- that's the world we're living right now. We, we do our weekly press conferences with Lobo football leading into tonight's regular season finale. And uh, you, can, yeah, you can catch Danny Gonzalez and the crew at 8.30 Mountain Time uh, against Fresno State. And uh, Robert Portnoy, the great, Rob, the great Rob Portnoy, who kicks our butt in, in golf uh, on the call on KKOB at 8.30. Uh, we're keeping up with everybody. Uh, that, that is playing. And that's Lobo football, Lobo basketball, men's and women's. Uh, the men's team plays tomorrow. Women's team started last week. And, again, they're, they're out of state, too. We don't get to see them in person. We don't get to go to their practices and do these daily stories that we used to do. So it's, it's a process for everybody. It's, we're all figuring it out uh, together, media and UNM. And uh, we had New Mexico United finish their season not that long ago. And with all these signings, every day they've been spreading them out with the announcements and these new ones coming up. We've 
been keeping up with everything they're doing. I had a, a really fun project with Daniel Bruce this past week where he shared his love of music and he plays the drums. So we had a really fun shoot where we jammed in the garage from a social, from a safe social distance. Uh, he was playing some drums. I was playing some guitar and that was a really fun project. Um, story I, we aired last night on Valerie Flores, an Albuquerque native who for almost 20 years has been living in Texas, but has shown her love of the Lobos uh, by waving the flag uh, that she created on college game day for years and years and years. And the story we, we aired last night, she added the names and Jersey numbers of Lobos that have passed away uh, in recent years, uh, recent and, and throughout the years, the last 20 years. So a lot, we're trying to keep up with as, with as much as we can from a distance. We can't see anyone in person right now. That's just not really, you know, what we're able to do yet. We're get, I think we're getting there. I think there's going to be some occasions where we can. we got some signings coming up on Wednesday for college football prospects like Trey Watson from Cleveland and Luke Wysong from Cleveland and Jay Sean Lowry from La Cueva all signing D1 uh, letters of intent on Wednesday. There's there's things we're trying to keep up with, but you can only do so much from a distance. Sure, sure. Earlier we had a uh, friend of the show, friend in real life, voice of the Lobos and golf nemesis Rob Portnoy on, and we talked so much Lobo football, we didn't have a chance to talk Lobo basketball. And we're up against a break here, so so pretty quick. What do you see from Lobos men's basketball coming up this year? What, what should we expect? Being completely honest, man, I haven't seen any of the newcomers. with it. Aside from Byron Matos, who came in, or enrolled early last year, I haven't seen anybody. So it's a huge question mark. We're, we're just going to see tomorrow against Rice. We're going to get a little taste. And then there's a, another game against Our Lady of the Lake on Tuesday. And we're just going to see little itty bits of what these guys have, certainly a lot of talent, high, highly heralded recruits coming in, but there's a lot of new faces. And, and it, there's too many new faces to make any predictions, but I'm really excited to see them. And I hope everyone tunes in on Sunday for our coverage at 4.30 and 10 on KOB of their season opener. Certainly a lot of excitement. Lobo, new Mexico loves their Lobos. Albuquerque loves their Lobos. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see on Sunday. That's, that's where we get our first little sneak peek. Important question. Did you know that Lady of the Lake was a Catholic school and not a King Arthur Excalibur-inspired yeah. school? Yeah, <laughs> Our Lady of the Lake. I, I lived in Texas for almost eight <laughs> years, so I, I am familiar with Our Lady of the Lake. But uh, I think there's a lot of people in New Mexico that aren't familiar with them, and we'll get more familiar with them when the Lobos play them uh, this upcoming week. No clue. I learned something new today. Friend of the show, friend <laughs> in real life. Back-to-back New Mexico Sports Broadcaster of the Year, star of TV and radio, KOB's own Brandon Ortega. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. Love you, bud. Anytime. You got it, buddy. Love you, too. When we come back, MLB Hot Stove. Who's getting paid? And I'll tell you why they're not. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back. You're listening to Dave and Buster's Presents, ABQ Central Live from the At Talk ABQ Studio. 
We're powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. If you haven't yet, you got to check out A Magical Mesa Christmas at the Rio Rancho Event Center. It's a drive-through Christmas parade with over 5 million LED lights. It's going to be insane, and I'm so excited to see it myself. That's nuts, though. Five million. Five million. I know we talked about this earlier, but I am not pulling this number out of somewhere. It's literally over five million lights. We'll be giving away some tickets next week, so tune in if you haven't gone already, which you should have. It's a boring hot stove season, isn't it, Vital? Spin quiet because no one's going to be spending money. It was a bad year last year for baseball owners. Baseball lo- baseball owners lost a ton of money last year. They know they're going to lose more money this year. No one wants to spend any money. And here's the problem. There's a really good free agent class this year. It's not the best of all time. But there's some guys out there that can absolutely change the trajectory of your franchise. Trevor Bauer... JT Real Muto, George Springer. There's a lot of good guys on the trade market. Francisco Lindor, who's probably top three shortstop in the game. Chris Bryant's out there for the taking. Blake Snell's out there for the taking. Batting champ, DJ LeMayhew, still out there. Marcelo Zuna, still out there. These poor guys pick the worst year for their contracts to run out. George Springer would make a shade below Mike Trout and Mookie Betts money any other year in the history of modern baseball. George Springer is a perennial perennial all-star. Bat, glove, arm, legs, he's got it all. And he's not going to get paid this year. Or he's not going to get paid his worth. So I don't know what the what the what the move is here for George Springer, JT Rilamuto, Trevor Bauer, these kind of upper echelon free agents. Do you take your chances and sign a one-year deal? Do you try to get a long-term contract and milk as much money as you can, even though it's 2020? I don't honestly have the answer for that. I think a lot of these guys are doing it for the love of the game. Some people are here for the money, obviously. You're making a ton of money. You're making millions upon millions of dollars. I don't have the answer. If you want to bet on yourself, which is what Trevor Bauer has done historically, he's only signed short-term contracts, but he changed his mind, and he's going to try to get a long-term deal, but he's not getting his worth this year. So what do you do? You take a chance on yourself, sign a a high-value short-term deal, one year, two years, then go back on the market again when teams have money and there's no pandemic? I personally don't know. If you're out there doing it for the love of the game, you're out there playing a kid's sport, you're playing your heart out, you'll do it for any amount of money. And I think that's the majority of baseball. That's the majority of sports. These guys are humble. They realize that they're out here playing the game that they love with a bunch of their friends, and they're doing it for millions of dollars in front of millions of people, millions of fans in person and on TV. 
I'd take a chance on myself, but I don't know what the right answer for these guys is. George Springer, where's he going? He's getting a lot of interest from a lot of teams. New York Mets, Chicago White Sox, Toronto Blue Jays, and then probably to a lesser extent, my beloved Houston baseball Astros, who apparently have been dangling Carlos Correa out there for people for the taking, which hurts my feelings. I was having this conversation the other day, Vital. If I was the GM for the Houston Astros and you wanted to put this cheating behind you, you just blow it up, right? Yeah, you, you could. You just get rid of everybody. They got some superstars. Sure so do. you'll get you'll get a lot back in return for these guys. But if you want the stigma of the cheating era to be over, blow it up. Just blow up the whole thing. And it hurts for me to say that because I love these guys. I was born outside of Houston. I've been to the Astrodome, Enron Field, Minute Maid Park. And it hurts that this happened, but I would blow it up. I would just blow the whole thing up. Get rid of Altuve, get rid of Correa, let Springer sign somewhere else, trade Bregman. Start anew with a bunch of young guys. Thanks so much for the guests. Thanks so much for the guests we had on today. Andres Trujillo, New Mexico Runners, David Carl, New Mexico United. Of course, Izzy Gonzalez of the Lair NM. Rob Portnoy, the voice of the Lobos, and star of TV and radio, KOB TV's own Brandon Ortega. Great show, Vital. Appreciate you so much, buddy. Have a good weekend, my friend. See you this week. You've been listening to Dave and Buster's Presents ABQ Central live from the At Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinon. We play on Team I-9, and we party at the Rio Rancho Event Center. You've been listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal.